the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, everybody. It's the Dave Ellswick Show on this Friday, June 1st. June is here. It's not the official first day of summer. I think that's like June 20th or something like that. But uh, it sure feels like summer out there now. So, And if you heard that little tinkling uh, right when the mic went live, that's Dave's Your Precious Love Breitbart Snowflake that he hangs on his uh, microphone. So Precious Little Snowflakes. Obviously, I am not. Dave Ellswick. I am Shane Stacks, filling in for Dave. Uh, always, always a privilege and an honor to be asked. So uh, I think Dave is out of town attending a not a bad thing, but a good thing, a family function. Uh, that's the official cover story anyway, as we all know that he's really the superhero known as Captain Spandex, and he's out punching uh, bad guys in the jaw. But the cover story is is that he's doing a a family function today, uh, so we look forward to having him back on Monday. Uh, got a great show today. Uh, we're going to start off the first thirty minutes with Rose Mims of, of Arkansas Right to Life, uh, which is always an important organization uh, anyway. But we've had some important news this week uh, that that actually made nationwide news. Uh, don't think that what happens here in Arkansas can affect everything, uh, which is why you fight things at local you city, government, state, and federal level. You fight it on every level, not just federal. Um, anyway, uh, and I'll let Rose share that good news here in a second. We'll also uh, be talking today at, uh, at 4.30 with, um, well, actually at 4 with Brian Blevins, who's a business owner in Jacksonville, he's going to talk about some of the challenges that he's experienced in Jacksonville as a business owner. And then from 4.30 uh, through 6, the end of the show, we'll just have, we'll finish it off with Fun Friday with uh, Timothy Lim and Mark Pellegrini, a uh, couple of comic book creators. Uh, and, and we won't talk just comic books. We'll talk about other stuff. Other topics we'll uh, have today is uh, we're going to have a an interesting phone call that uh, we'll listen to later and uh, I want you to see if you can figure out what's weird about this phone call. We'll also talk about the cryptocurrency declaration of currency independence. What the heck is all that about? Uh, may talk about Roseanne and, and all this other stuff, but I don't want to steal any more time from Rose. Uh, so we're going to get going with the Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. I'm just going to pull the cord, let it rip. Rose, welcome back to the uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you so much, Shane. It's great yep. to be here with yeah. you. Glad to have you. Uh, thanks for coming in. You know, I, I had reached out to Dave because uh, I knew I was going to be here today. Uh, and, you know, I said, hey, have you already had a chance to talk to Arkansas Right to Life, Rose Mims, about this huge Supreme Court decision and not a decision is an illegal case but they decided whether to hear a case or not and he said just for a couple of minutes and i'd love for her to come back on friday so uh you know i i i'm gonna let you introduce yourself for the people who may not know who you are i know you, are you the director current director of, i'm the okay. executive director of, okay. of arkansas right to life so tell us a little bit about what arkansas right to life does uh for those that may not know or need to be reminded and then we'll talk about 
you know, uh, the big news. Arkansas Right to Life is the state's oldest and largest pro-life organization. We're the state affiliate of the National Right to Life Committee out of Washington, D.C. Been around since 1974. And we are primarily an educational organization changing hearts and minds about the uh, issue of abortion, infanticide, and euthanasia. We do that by presenting the truth about what those um, what the toll of abortion and the relate, related issues of infanticide and euthanasia have uh, on as an effect on our society and our culture. And um, we're also in, involved in the political process, though, you know, uh, trying to elect pro-life candidates to office so that we can pass pro-life laws. And that's what we're talking about today is this pro-life law that was passed and um, that's been challenged since 2015. And what did the law actually enact? Well, it was called the Arkansas Abortion Inducing Drug Safety Act. It was a bill by Charlene Fight and Senator Linda Collins-Smith um, that was brought forth by Family Council. And what this bill did at the time, it, it wanted to um, make Planned Parenthood, who is the primary provider of chemical abortion in Arkansas, to uh, adhere to the protocol that was put forth by the by the fda in 2000 when the drugs were um, legalized for use in the united states planned parenthood had come up with their own protocol and and was was using it and the bill initially wanted them to go back to the fda protocol and then to have um, a contract with a licensed physician who had admitting privileges at a hospital so that if any complications occurred to the patients um, they could get medical help immediately so the law was challenged and um, in the meantime the obama administration agreed to let the planned parenthood protocol for the administration of chemical abortion be the 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 one that the fda would endorse so that part of the law went away but uh, planned parenthood still um pursued their legal action to stop the law because of the contract with a medical, you know, a doctor to handle complications. So, you know, the court drags out, you know, takes a long time. But back last year, the Eighth Circuit, um, there was an injunction filed to stop the law. And then the Eighth Circuit vacated that injunction and Planned Parenthood appealed to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court did not hear their appeal. And, and that was just announced this week that it they was decided. Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh that's a pretty big deal. I mean, uh the Supreme Court, which is of course the highest appellate appellate court, because uh, you can only appeal stuff to the Supreme Court, right? So they'll only hear stuff after it's gone through multiple levels. It's the highest court you can appeal to in our country. Uh and and that was really Planned Parenthood's last option legally to overturn this law here in Arkansas. And by them choosing not to hear it, uh, they're not saying whether it's a good law or a bad law. But they're saying that you, there's no we're not going to hear this. So legally, that's it. There's no further appeals. Yeah. Well, they right? let the Eighth Circuit uh, decision stand. Right. Which uh, vacated the injunction and Planned Parenthood immediately responded by, you know, suspending abortion services in Arkansas. And all or just the chemical? Well, they're, that's right. all they do is oh, okay. chemical. But, it, I mean... The, I, I, I want to back up. See, I, I didn't know that, and I, I pay pretty close attention, I feel, 
to, uh, you know, to the uh, anti pro-life. I call it anti-death uh, issues. Uh, I didn't even know that. So the only uh, types of abortions that are provided or that were provided by Planned Parenthood here in Arkansas were were purely chemical. That's correct. Now, would they refer people to the other types of clinics? Or? Well, there's, there's only one other clinic in Arkansas right. that does abortions, and that's uh, in here in Little Rock. And they also do surgical. They do surgical, mm-hmm. but they also offer the medication. Medical. Um, now, this the medical uh, or the medication is... Now, the the one I'm familiar with is like you literally take the medication and then you go home and, and wait it out for 24 hours or whatever. Is that what has been happening here or have they at least been observing them in a clinical setting for that time? Well, it's a two drug uh cocktail okay you know you take the first drug within the uh, presence of the doctor who gives you the pill but the woman takes it herself she puts it in her mouth swallows it down and then she's given a second pill to take later okay within 48 hours i, I believe and then uh, the first pill kills the baby mm. it, it's a, a, a process where the nutrients are shut off just like a water faucet is shut off mm. no nutrients get through the umbilical cord to the unborn child the unborn child withers and dies and then the second drug that they take the misoprostol it is a prostaglandin that causes uterine contractions and hemorrhaging you know to, to expel the dead baby mm. and she does that at home and she expels the dead baby at home and i did bring fetal models i just wanted to show you this uh type of abortion we call it a chemical because of the drug cocktail Planned Parenthood calls it medical or medication. It's up to the 11th week of pregnancy, 70 days, and that, um, you know, that these are legal in Mm. in our country and here in Arkansas, too. Okay, let me see. I'm going to hold it up while you're talking. And so, you you know, where's where's the best way I can hold this in case people are looking at Facebook Live? There we go. When the mother, you know, expels that baby, she, depending on the uh, gestational age of her child, she's going to see... Uh, something that looks like a baby of course it's going to be very small but so this uh, type of abortion has been around for some time it was in uh, started in europe and germany and where the drugs were uh, developed and it's been called a you know a psychological ordeal for women to go through and i had um abby johnson who used to work for planned parenthood had one of these type of abortions uh, while she was working for Planned Parenthood, and it was so traumatic to her, and she wrote about it in her book called Unplanned, and she said she suffered terribly from it, and she never called in to get help, though, because mm. she was ashamed to be working for Planned Parenthood, but these are dangerous drugs, and have killed 14 women in the United States. Over, since, over I mean, any any one woman is too much, but over right. what time period has that well, been? Well, when it was first introduced in 2000, over that right. 18 years, uh, the last couple of uh, deaths that I mentioned in the press release that we put out were a couple of cases out of California, Holly Patterson in 2003 and Orianne Shevin in 2005. Now, what they, happened to them after taking the abortion pill is that they developed this horrible bacterial infection called C. cerdelli. Mm. And what happens is that um, the same 
complication uh, that you would experience with an infection, deadly infection like this, are the same complications that you have in a normal drug-induced abortion. You have heavy bleeding, you have nausea and vomiting, you have pain, fever, all of those. And by the time Holly Patterson, and I I studied a lot about her case, she was a beautiful 18-year-old girl who was having a relationship with an older man got pregnant and but was 18 when she went to Planned Parenthood to get get the chemical abortion and by the time Holly visited in New York a few times did not tell them what she had done and that's typical women who have abortions they don't they're not honest when they go to uh, the ER uh, having complications Holly did not or neither did her boyfriend say what had happened to her and then by the time the boyfriend finally came clean holly was almost dead Mm. and she did die and it's just tragic but you know complications do happen with any kind of medical procedure and for planned parenthood to give a toll-free number for a a 24 7 nurse you know for these women who they're dispensing these powerful drugs to is is not good enough well and so and i'm about to get us to a break uh but when we come back we can Maybe also talk about, you know, how you see this changing things maybe beyond Arkansas or what's what's the next battle in Arkansas. But the law basically said, you know, we want you to have a contract or whatever with a admitting provider. So if something goes wrong, uh, they can get admitted to the hospital and Planned Parenthood, for whatever reason, didn't want to do that. So they're they're choosing not to provide uh these chemical abortions rather than work with a provider if i'm hearing correctly uh well they say they can't find any doctors to contract with them we have six thousand doctors yeah in I, I i personally find that hard to believe but i i that's a subjective response i, don't, I haven't seen the facts but i find that hard to believe that somebody out there wouldn't anyway i gotta get us to a break when we come back uh, i want to talk with uh, rose a little bit more about you know what she sees next or you know, uh, for, you know, Arkansas, when it comes to protecting children, I believe that these are children in the womb and people are like, well, they, they, they can't survive on their own. Well, neither can a one-year-old baby. So I just don't buy that argument. Um, when we come back, I've also got a need that, about an email or an email I got last night from caring hearts pregnancy center. There's, they have a need out there that I, that I want to share out there as well. When we come back here on 101.1 FM, the answer on the Dave Ellswick show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, sitting in for, but never replacing Mr. Dave Ellswick. He'll be back with you Monday. I'm joined by Rose Mims. of the. She's the executive director of Arkansas Right to Life. We were talking during the break. She's been in the trenches in this culture war to protect babies since 1988. 1988. Um, so, you know, uh, think about that. She's seen a lot happen. Now, I'm going to summarize... Very briefly, uh, what we talked about over the break so that Rose can give us an idea of what she thinks maybe is next or what she would like to see happen or et cetera. Basically, uh, Planned Parenthood, even though the uh, Supreme Court declined to hear the case when they tried to appeal it, um, right now they've suspended abortion services in Arkansas. Uh, There's one remaining abortion clinic in Arkansas. Uh, Rose feels that Planned Parenthood will probably still somehow try to legally uh, chase this through the Eighth Circuit Court somehow. 
you know, she doesn't think they're going to give up. Uh, but for right now, you know, they've suspended abortion. So, you know, any day that goes by with less babies getting killed, and I'm, it's killing babies. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll debate it with you all day long if you don't believe that. Uh, there is no moral wiggle room, no moral subjectivity here. You are killing babies with their own heartbeat, their own DNA. They move around on their own. I mean, the, the whole thing. So they can feel pain. All right. So, Rose, we got just a, two or three minutes here. What do you think will happen next? Like, not not legally, but what what do you think the next fight is, or what 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 are the next steps? What do you want to have happen in Arkansas now? Well, I really like our pro life laws that are being challenged in court to all be uh, law, uh, and them uh, you know right. we, we tried to ban dismemberment abortion, sex selection abortions, you know try to protect minors uh, who go to abortion clinics uh, for abortions that make sure they're not being sex trafficked or you know just abuse victims so you know we're fought on every at every turn by Planned Parenthood it doesn't matter what we try to do to protect women even or the the unborn babies that they carry you know Planned Parenthood or the ACLU are going to fight us and so we pass good pro-life laws then they get held up in court so we'd like to see you know these cases resolved and life protected what's the number one kind of help that arkansas right to life needs right now well we just need support you know as everybody does but you I mean, know, to, about like you need you need volunteers you need money what's like the number one thing that you need right now volunteers and money and, and money okay yeah you know yeah. because they go hand in hand you know we've got to be able to do the work got to be, keep our doors open our phones you know uh, working and to have volunteers to help us to spread the pro-life work now we've got camp joshua coming up the end of july for pro-life teens to come for a weekend to learn about these issues you know we'll be coming back in 2019 for the arkansas general assembly to pass more pro-life laws to protect more life you know arkansas is the second most pro-life state in the nation and this issue is not going away we're going to continue to protect life it's in our constitution that we are a pro-life state and we're going to do all we can to protect unborn babies. So do you think, and I know that you're not a lawyer, but you've been seeing this fight go on for a while. Do you think the fact that the Supreme Court decided not to hear the appeal over the Arkansas chemical abortions law might encourage other states to pass similar laws absolutely i'm getting you know messages from other states applauding the our work and and you know saying you're an example for us and um any anytime you can stop planned parenthood from doing abortions you know that's that's a good thing okay excellent all right well we've got a little less than a minute left uh is there anything else that you'd like to share with us well, just, you know, we're, President Trump is doing a great job protecting life, and uh, this recent Protect Life rule that he is um, planning to do with Title X funding, that will strip Planned Parenthood of about $60 million, mm. uh, and, and you know, it's a great thing. So we're very pleased with President Trump and expect more great things out of him when it comes to protecting life. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I was... I was ambivalent which means i was of two minds about trump before the election but i i genuinely believed he was pro-life the way he talked and i'm glad to see that that is what's happened all right well i got to get us to a break rose mims arkansas right to life go check them out on facebook or find them online and help them out and when we come back from the break i've got a way for you to help caring hearts pregnancy center right here on the dave ellswick show hey welcome back to the dave ellswick show i'm shane stack setting in for but never replacing Mr. Dave Ellswick, uh, the official cover story is he's off out of town at a family function, 
family event. Uh, but that's just the cover story. He's really, of course, Captain Spandex, uh, the superhero that fights for truth, justice, and the uh, freedom of speech way and is punching bad guys in the jaw. So uh, we just had Rose Mims on the first 30 minutes of today's show uh, with uh, Arkansas Right to Life, uh, talking about the Supreme Court declining to hear parent, Planned Parenthood's challenge to the Arkansas law from 2015 uh, about chemical abortions. And for the moment, uh, Planned Parenthood has uh, suspended operation or abortion services operations in, uh, in Arkansas. And there's only one abortion clinic right now operating, which is good news. Uh, but she feels that, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not going to give up in the fight. I mean, Planned Parenthood, despite... You know what they say? Oh, it's all about women's health. Da, da, da. Really, they're they're all about the abortions. So, you know, they're they're not going to give that fight up. Now, I've got I've got some information that um, Rose left uh, that I want to make sure to cover, and I've also got a, uh, a, a you know if, if 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 this abortion, if this culture war of saving babies, if the abortion issue is of a concern to you. Then I've got a, a way you can help here in a minute with uh, Caring Hearts uh, Pregnancy Center, uh, an email I got from them. I wanted to uh, talk a little bit before that, uh, just take this time before the next upcoming break. And we will get to these things I just mentioned before the break. But I want to you know, just say again real quick, because we had to jump into the show pretty quick today. Uh, just kind of remind people what we're going to do. Where uh, at 4 p.m. we got Brian Blevins, who's a Jacksonville business owner, coming in, and he's going to share some of the struggles that he's had as a business owner in Jacksonville, and a lot of it is is political stuff. So, um, looking forward to seeing what he has to share. At 4:30, you know, Dave likes to do Fun Friday. Uh, so, Fun Friday, we're going to have Timothy Lim, who's the uh, the comic book artist. And and just artist in general, he's also a doctor of audiology. Believe it or not, uh, will be coming in at four thirty, and with uh, his co-creator, the writer who works with him on a lot of his books, Mark Pellegrini. And we're not just going to talk comic books. We'll have we're we're going to have fun. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, a lot a lot of different stuff, including in the five o'clock hour. Uh, we're going to do a big reveal on what the big deal is about this phone call that I've been mentioning. Now, Zach, do you have that by any chance, right? The teaser version. Okay. We're going to play this several times before the five o'clock hour. I want to play it now. And what I want you to listen to, there's something strange about this phone call folks. And I want to see, can you figure it out before I reveal it? What the deal is in the five o'clock hour. So play the teaser version, Zach. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. So, Zach, 
If I didn't tell you that there was something funny about that phone call, would you think there's something funny about that phone call? Not really. Okay. So you think people are going to be surprised when they find out what's funny about that phone call? No. You don't think they'll be surprised? No, no. You don't know? Okay. If you didn't know, and then I told you, you would not be surprised at all? You're saying no. All right. We'll see. We're going to play that a few more times during the show. Before the five o'clock hour, and I want people to think about it. Can you figure out what's funny about that phone call? And then we'll, uh, I'll, I'll do a reveal during the five o'clock hour, uh, during the, the fun Friday portion. So, anyway, um, okay, I want to, uh, there is a need. Uh, it's, it's very timely. I got this email with having Rose Mims in today. So, I got an email last night. I shared it out on Facebook. Uh, it's from Caring Hearts Pregnancy Center. Uh, and the email said, influx in clients, urgent, please read. So if the things you heard uh, in, in the first 30 minutes of the show today, if, if, if abortion, you know, is heavy on you and you're like, you know, we need to we need to give women options, not have an abortion. Let them know the real information. Let's help them make a good decision. Uh, you know, because supposedly pro-choice is supposedly choice, right? That doesn't mean you got to choose to kill your baby, right? So uh, anyway, Caring Hearts is looking for a few good people. It says here their sister center was just recently devastated by a fire. And if I remember right, that fire was determined not to be suspicious, if I remember. Um, So I I don't think there was anything funny going on there. And with the changes to Planned Parenthood, talking about the fact that Planned Parenthood is not currently offering chemical abortion because the Supreme Court decided not to hear the appeal to the to the Arkansas law from 2015. So with the changes to Planned Parenthood, we have seen a huge increase in traffic. That means there's more women coming in to the to the uh, Caring Hearts Pregnancy Center. With that said, we are in need of volunteers, people like you, people who can devote a few hours per week to counsel and or mentor expectant mothers. So I'm sure they provide training. But, if you know, I don't think they're expecting you to come in and be a psychiatrist here. You know, it's probably more doable than you think. Can you passionately help somebody, uh, you know, give them the best counsel you can and, and mentor expectant mom? You ever, have you ever been a mom? Well, then you can mentor an expectant mother. You know more than they do. All right. If you are interested in how you can be used, contact Caring Hearts Pregnancy Center today. It says, please spread the word. Now, uh, you could. they do have a website, uh, which for some reason I don't have in front of me, but I do have their phone number. It's 501-753-4038. That's 501-753-4038. And they do have a Facebook page, Caring Hearts Pregnancy Center. So go check them out, uh, you know, and help them out if, if that's on your heart at all. And I hope that it is. Now, uh, speaking of hearts, I have Zach, I don't know there. Yeah. So on the, on the web stream there, uh, Rose Mims left a, a booklet, a pamphlet. It's their newest pamphlet, newest book with information from Arkansas right to life says right on the front, 1974 to 2018, Arkansas right to life has been trying to save babies in the great state of Arkansas. And what this is, is the uh, Arkansas Right to Life resource book. I'm sure you can get a copy from them. Uh, it has uh, information and resources for every county on uh, pregnancy centers where people can go 
uh, and and get get information on what 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 is a, you know what are my options here uh, and and they will you know give a straight answer on what abortion is because lots of oh it's no big deal it's just a quick procedure no there's psychological fallout there's a death involved I mean the, the abortion is is not just a press the button clean thing no matter how people want to present it it's got abortion statistics for the state of Arkansas. Um, you know, and, and, and many, many other things um, in here as well. So uh, reach out to Arkansas Right to Life and get you one of these copies. You can go to their website. Um, I'll look it up here in a second. And, of course, they're on Facebook at Arkansas. Uh, it's just Arkansas Right to Life. Look them up on Facebook. But I'm also going to look up their web address um, for you as well. She did mention um, the, yeah, it's just ARTL.org. So www.artl.org. Uh, you know, they also do this March for Life once a year. Uh, it's usually, I think, in like January. Uh, I think it's January or February. I think January. If you've never been to one of these March for Lifes, my wife and I have been to a couple. And hello, lovely Sheila, in case you're listening. But these things are heaving huge. I mean, uh, ridiculously huge amounts of people turn out to support not killing babies uh, to support life. And, you know, you watch the news coverage and it shows like two or three people walking by uh, and then they cut to the uh, the five counter protesters that are there. And there's literally tens of thousands, maybe hundreds. I mean, there's so many people at this thing. So you got to go see it for yourself to see how many other people out there are are for life and against the taking of it for convenience. Um there's also a, uh, a sort of a membership package here that uh, she left uh, that I guess they can mail to you. Um, and she said that, you know, joining Arkansas Right to Life uh, is is re- very reasonable on a yearly basis. And that's the two main things they need is support both with volunteers and money. Every organization needs that. Um, they're not they're not trying to get your money just to get your money. And then there's this Camp Joshua, which it's go to Camp Joshua AR.org. Uh, and, and this is where teenagers can go and learn how to be a pro-life leader um, in Arkansas. And it's, it says Camp Joshua is an action-packed camp that trains high school students to be the pro-life leaders of tomorrow. Dynamic speakers and interactive games, time to hang out with friends from around the state and connect with pro-life leaders. Uh, it's only 100 bucks, and it's from uh, July 27th through 29th at the Cross heirs, heirs like H-E-I-R-S, like we are heirs of Christ because of his sacrifice for us, uh, or heirs with Christ. So Cross Heirs Retreat Center. Um, so go check that out. Twenty seventh, July 27th through 29th. It's only 100 bucks, And you can call uh, 501-663-4237. I'm gonna say this, 663-4237. That's 501-663-4237. Four two three seven for more information. I'm sure if you reach out to Arkansas Right to Life on Facebook or the web, they'd point you that way too. Rose, if you're listening, thanks again for coming in. And uh, p- folks, we need to pray for Father Keller, who is a big, uh, big supporter of the um, pro life efforts in Arkansas. Um, evidently, uh, he's uh, under the weather, not doing the best that he always has right now. And Rose is going to go visit him. So say a prayer for Father Keller. Now, when we get back, um, got a lot of other stuff we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's it's National Something Day, and it's a National Something Day I can get behind. 
and I'll reveal that uh, when when we get back. Um, and also, uh, we got we're going to be talking about. I want to talk to Jan Morgan supporters uh, when we get back in the next hour or so. And we got a little cryptocurrency update. The the Declaration of Currency Independence. So you want to be here for that. Anyway, we will be back. 101.1 FM, The Answer, Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, setting in for, but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. So um, we played earlier a phone call. And I'm going to play it again a couple more times before the 5 o'clock hour. And I want you to think about when you hear it. Is there something, because I don't think if somebody wasn't saying there's something funny about this call, I don't think anybody would even think twice about it. But I'm I'm giving you a heads up. There's something funny about this phone call. Uh, and I want people to think about what it is. And then in the five o'clock hour, when I've got Timothy Lim and Mark Pellegrini on with us, and we're, we're shifting over into the fun Friday, geeking out, uh, talk about various things, but we'll reveal what it is. Um, and we'll play that again uh, next, you know, probably at least once an hour, uh, if not a little bit more than that, to give people a chance to to listen to it. So, Zach, my man, do you know what today is? It's National Something Day. I'm not even sure. It's National Donut Day, baby. Oh, I can get behind a donut. Oh, definitely. I'm a donuts. Everybody has a kryptonite, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, donuts are my kryptonite. Mine's pizza. Pizza is your kryptonite. Oh, yeah. So if, if no matter what, like all all ability to resist goes away. Yeah. When there's pizza, mm-hmm. any that, pizza that or when well, I any pizza. I mean, it's got to be meat lovers or pepperoni, right? You know that type of pizza, but, but not the. But forget it. You're 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 in. Yeah. All right. I I have always loved. I am I am in deep smit with a donut. <laughs> I love a donut. I love everything about a donut. Now I'm not talking about. These pretenders to the throne, the cake nuts, you know, these things that are made of cake, but shaped like a donut. That's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about that fried, doughy, delicious goodness that is a donut. (laughs) And I'm not talking about when you buy the box of glazed donuts that's been sitting in the uh, grocery store for two days and the the glaze is almost kind of liquid. No, I'm talking about... Somebody just brought me a box of, and I'm a, I, I get Shipley. I'm sorry. It, mm-hmm. I love some Shipley. Me too. Shipley is where it's at yep. for me. Mm-hmm. Now, let me be clear. They're not, I'm not endorsing uh, Shipley on behalf of, of 101.1, the F, <laughs> FM, the answer, or Dave Ellswick or Salem. I'm just saying I personally, Shane Stacks, like a Shipley donut. <laughs> but there's a lot of other people out there that like different kind of donuts. Yeah. So maybe, just maybe, we'll get uh, some phone calls today or maybe some... Um, uh, you know, Facebook comments or something on what people's favorite donut is. I mean, it's usually, usually pizza or macaroni and cheese. Mac- okay. That's two. that. That's a yeah, that's another kryptonite. Yeah. All right. That's uh, too mainly. All right. So, uh, uh, pizza and macaroni and cheese. Those are two good. Those aren't my kryptonite, but I like them. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie about that at all. So, uh. Yeah, donut is is my is my kryptonite. Mm-hmm. A good, gooey, warm donut. <laughs> and I like like when I go get a donut, or what I, I like give me a give me a dozen. I want six glazed, and by glazed I mean it's just got the the sugary glaze on it. Okay, but you see the brown donut, mm-hmm. and then I like six chocolate iced, which is a glazed donut with 
chocolate icing on it. Let's be clear. And it's good. I like blueberry. Blueberry's good. Yeah, blueberry's great. You know. Blueberry's good. Mm-hmm. But see, now you're moving more over into mm-hmm. that weird cake nut thing. <laughs> That's not a donut. People claim it is, but it's not. So I just I just want to be I want to be really 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 clear that that is not a donut. It God. looks like a donut. Goodness, I'm hungry for donuts. <laughs> Maybe somebody'll take pity on us and and bring a, a donut up to us. But we're we're seventh floor of the Park Plaza. <laughs> Part, not Park Plaza. Uh what how am I how am I messing up the Plaza West? Plaza West building, seventh floor, Salem Communications. Zach wants a donut. Mm. A pizza flavored macaroni and cheese donut. But I would love to hear, you know, I haven't given out the phone number yet today. I'm going to be asking for call-ins uh, for the next, up until 4 o'clock. Uh, we've got guests from 4 till the rest of the show. But for the next hour, uh, I, I'd love to hear, what is somebody's favorite donut? And, and no, I, don't call in and say the blueberry cake nut, because that's not a donut. It looks like a donut, and they sell it in a donut shop, but it's not a donut. My wife, I'll be like, I'm like, what kind of donut do you want? The blue. I'm like, it's not a donut. I'll buy that for you, but it's not a donut. You know how Tony Stark celebrates National Donut Day, don't you? I don't. Well, you saw you saw an Iron Man two where he's in the giant donut eating donuts with Nick Fury. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Man, he's, he's like, sir, I must ask you to exit the donut because he's up in the huge donut mm-hmm. eating donuts because he's Tony Stark. But I want to hear that, and then. Um, I'd love to hear from people on that. It's 501-823-0965. If you go to the Dave Ellswick Show uh, page on Facebook, there's a live stream of the show. Is it a new stream every hour? Yes. Okay, so there's a new stream every hour. uh, And so find that and comment on that, and I'll try to keep up with that, too. Um, But 501-823-0965 or or comment on the live streams on on the Dave Ellswick Show not the Dave Ellswick Facebook page, but the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page. I also want to hear, and I'm not being snarky, I'm not being sarcastic. We'll talk about this a little bit more after the break. I honestly want to hear from Jan Morgan supporters. What do you do now? What are your plans? You know, because uh, I, I, I know what it's like to get 100% behind somebody and, and then they don't win. What do you do next? Because we got a general election coming up. So I want to hear, you know, how did it feel? And I'm not trying to pick on you. Or I'm not trying to make fun of you. Honestly, I want to know. And I know that there's Jan Morgan supporters that listen to the show, probably more than the average show. I want to know, 501-823-0965, what do you do next? Or, or comment on the Facebook page. You know, on the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page on live stream, what do you, what do you, what's next? What are you going to do? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want her to run for something else? Uh, Are you going to support Asa Hutchinson? Are you going to support it? I mean, I want to know, honestly, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to give you a hard time. I'm not going to debate with you. I I just want to know. So this is, this is not a veiled, come on the, come on the air and I'm going to give you, I just genuinely want to know. Anyway, we'll be back. I want to know your favorite donut, and I want to know, Jan Morgan supporters, what's next when we come back? Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. We are in the 3 o'clock hour on this Friday, June 1st. Hey, Zach, I just looked up. You know what the official temperature is outside right now? 
I'm gonna say about ninety-five. I'm just—it's officially hot. That is the official temperature right now. I know there's some whiz bang thing I'm supposed to be able to look at over here that tells me the temperature. I'll look it up here in a second. I'll tell you what my phone says because your phone can't be wrong, right? Because it's on the internet. Ninety-one degrees, but that humidity's up. That's the killer. So, and I'm hoping I'm using killer in the philosophical sense, not the literal sense. So, if you know people, pets. Older people that don't have air conditioning, seriously, it's about getting time to start checking on them. All right. So uh, for the next hour, uh, we're just going to have a few different topics we're going to go through. At 4 o'clock, I'm going to have Brian Blevins, who's a small business owner in Jacksonville, is going to come in for 30 minutes. He's going to talk about some of the challenges he's had as a business owner, and some of them were politically political challenges so we talked to that 4 30 till rest of the show we'll have tim Lim and mark pellegrini in and, and we'll ease into the fun friday kind of geeky stuff but we'll cover a lot of different topics we'll also reveal and i'll play it uh sometime this hour uh the, this phone call that i played earlier and what is weird about this phone call so be listening this hour for that phone call and then in the five o'clock hour we'll reveal what the deal is with this phone call what is weird about this phone call. Um, so I'm, I'm actually uh, writing on my whiteboard right now. I brought in a, if you're on the live stream, I got this whiteboard right here that I'm writing on. Um, and I'm writing a couple of things on here. Uh, so if people are on the web stream uh, on the Dave Ellswick show, not the Dave Ellswick page on Facebook, but the Dave Ellswick show on page on Facebook, there's a, a live stream of the studio. Um, so that, you know, if you want, if you want to kind of, Look in on 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 the, on the studio and see what's going on with the guests and everything. And I'm I'm about to put some fun little toys and stuff out on the on the desk. I brought some cool geeky since it's Fun Friday. I brought some neat things to put on the desk. I'll do that here in a little bit. Uh, but I want to know one thing is fun. The other thing is more serious. I want people to either either leave a comment on because the live stream on the uh, Dave Ellswick show page on Facebook. It every hour there's a new post that goes up with the live stream, and so on, on that live stream post, I want people to either comment there, or I would love for you to call in at five zero one eight two three zero nine six five, and I, I want two different things. I'm hoping to talk about one. It's National Donut Day, so what's your favorite donut? Or if you don't like donuts, what's your kryptonite? Because donuts are my kryptonite. I have a very, 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 very hard time resisting a donut, especially a good. And again, I'm not endorsing them as the radio show or Salem or Dave. It's me, just me. I love a Shipley donut. It's hard to beat a Shipley donut. But what's your favorite donut? And, uh... You know, and you obviously agree that these cake nuts, like these blueberry cake nuts, they're not actually donuts. So uh, if you want to if you want to debate that, come at me, bro, because that's not really a donut. But I want to know what's your donut or what's your kryptonite? Do you love donuts? What's your favorite donut? But on a more serious note, and honestly, I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of anybody. I'm not trying to give me a hard time. I'm honestly wanting to know because uh, there was a lot of people that put their heart and passion into supporting Jan Morgan, uh, and she did not win the gubernatorial primary here in Arkansas. So what what next for you? If you, I mean, if you gave it everything you had for Jan, what now? Are you done? Are you like I'm done with politics? Uh, do, are you trying to get her to do something else? 
Uh, are you going to support something else? Do you have a message for the other Jan Morgan supporters out there? I just want to hear from you. And this honestly is, I, I don't have an angle on this. I just want to hear from you. I'm honestly curious. Uh, you know, it's, it's not easy. Even when the candidate wins that you're supporting, it's not easy to get out there. Especially when it's like the dark horse candidate and you're doing all this grassroots stuff and, you know, pouring your blood, sweat and tears into it. So I'm just I'm honestly curious. So 501-823-0965. I want to know, um, you know, what's your favorite donut uh, or what's your kryptonite if you don't if you're not into donuts because it's National Donut Day. And that's a national day I can get behind. There's all these national days, national, you know, hair on the knuckle of your left uh, big toe day. Somebody got that declared somewhere, I'm sure, right? National Nose Hair Day, National Bottom of the Shoe Day. There's a National Everything Day, National Having a National Day Day, right? National Donut Day, I can get behind that. So where I work today, they brought in a bunch of donuts for National Donut Day, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Had a couple of donuts. I hope Sheila just didn't hear that, or I'm in trouble. But anyway, um. And then I want to, you know, again, I want to hear from Jan Morgan supporters, 501-823-0965, or go to the Dave Ellswick Show Facebook page and leave a comment on one of those live stream posts. Now, and, and Zach, help me out, because I can't always keep an eye on Facebook. I don't know if you have it up or not, but if you see any comments or whatever posts, let me know, and I'll, I'll do my best to, to work those into the show. So um, I'm going to talk, we're, we're going to go to a break here uh, in a couple of minutes, probably go to break early so i'll have longer to talk about it when we get back i i want to talk about roseanne uh and and zach i'll be honest uh, you know sometimes at work i don't get to listen to dave ellswick show every day sometimes i do sometimes i don't depends on what's going on uh so i don't know how deep state i don't know if dave addressed it much at all uh so maybe we see russ again so if you know if dave's already spent a lot of time on this you know uh you know maybe my take will be different i, I don't know but I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk a little bit about roseanne getting canceled uh, when we get back from the break. And then after that, we're going to talk about uh, this declaration of currency independence that is making its way through the cryptocurrency world. I, I'm trying to do my best every time I, I host for Dave. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I, I do want to educate and, and, and inform and entertain regarding cryptocurrency. Again, not from the boring technical aspect or the get-rich-quick aspect but from the liberty standpoint i mean if you know uh i'm not a an official capital l member of the party libertarian or anything like that uh i know i know a lot of dave listeners are pretty libertarian i have libertarian tendencies not you know i'm not a i'm I'm a conservative first republican second but i do have you know more libertarian in me than the average person i think uh and, and you know, this is the libertarian technological currency, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that later in the hour. And, of course, we'll play that phone call again. But we're going to get to a break. When we come back, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about Roseanne. And, and I'll, feel free to call in on that, 823 Are you upset that Roseanne got canceled? Do you think that, you know, she got a raw deal? I don't know. Anyway, we'll find out. We come back, Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, setting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. Zach is trying. To, I've got this whiteboard I brought in, uh, and I've got it set up, and Dave's trying to, uh, or not Dave, Zach's trying to see if he can 
zoom in uh, to make it a little bit easier to read. I got a phone. I got the phone number up there, and then uh, you know it says Roseanne canceled. Frowny faces. Jan Morgan supporters. What next? Question mark. And then National Donut Day. Which favorite donut? And that's kind of hard to read uh, because it's cutting off at the bottom. But anyway, feel free to call in on on any of those uh, those topics, and uh, I'll be happy to work that into the show. Or you can uh, also uh, post on the. Um, Dave Ellswick show uh, Facebook page on the uh, the live streams there. So love to hear back from you on any of those. Now, so I'm going to talk about Roseanne a little bit. Um, I, I I personally was uh, really disappointed when Roseanne got canceled. Uh, and I want to hear from you, you know, if you were to 501-823-0965. But here's the deal. Uh when the Roseanne, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. It's more of this like 80s or 90s revival, this nostalgia thing that's going on. So Roseanne, Roseanne comes back on TV and I'm like, what? It's kind of weird. And, and I like to show well enough when it was on, you know, back in the day. And one of the things I always liked about the show, and I'm not talking about any of the drama behind the scenes with whether Roseanne's a nice, Roseanne Barr is a good person or her and Tom Arnold. I don't, I don't care about any of that. I'm just talking about the show itself. Uh, and I always liked it because it was entertaining and funny because it's a sitcom, right? But it's, it also felt to me like a authentic representation of just middle class, your average middle class working family, you know, not upper class, not poor, not whatever, you know, just, just middle class, you know, the, the, any of those homes could have, or, or that home and then, you know, the way it was decorated and the way the people acted and talked and everything could have been uh, any number of one of the homes that I walked into growing up and the families that I knew. And, you know, the, in, in, in the interactions felt real to me, even though it's a sitcom, right? And it's not a, documentary i get that it was funny and there you know the uh, roseanne could be ridiculously crazy and then uh you know uh, but also do dramatic good things like the time that she stood up for uh you know darlene's boyfriend and and uh because his mom was such a hag and and told him you know that she could come live with them and and, and you know and told off his mom to her face and stuff like that uh and there was just all, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just liked it a lot, but I wasn't a huge fan. I, I liked it. Well, then it comes back on TV a few weeks ago and I start checking it out and I started calling it Roseanne therapy because I, when I would watch this new Roseanne show again, it felt like these are kind of real people. This is real middle class. This is, you know, what a lot of the people that are in, the country right now believe or act like, but doesn't get represented. But also it was also entertaining and funny. And ironically, even though I got canceled because Roseanne Barr, you know, made that tweet that she did that, you know, all the fake outrage happened and ABC canned them. It had ironically both sides both ideologies, whatever you want to call it out there, political, both sides of the divided political spectrum that we have right now were actually pretty well represented. 
when when Roseanne would get into arguments with her sister Jackie over politics, Jackie would score points, and Roseanne would score points, and you know they had a, one of their grandkids, uh, the one of their their grandson was very clearly said, I'm a boy. I feel like a boy, but I like to wear girls' clothes. And they were learning to work through that. So it wasn't just this, you know, completely lopsided, one-sided, you know, uh, thing. Now, of course, obviously with, you know, Roseanne and all that, I mean, it had a lot of conservative uh, and I guess pro-Trump kind of stuff in it, but it, you know, it was it was a good show, and and I would watch it and I would laugh I, unexpectedly. I didn't think I would be that into it, but I would laugh, and stress would just come off of me while I was watching the show, and I started calling it my Roseanne therapy, and it was I loved it. You know, I was like, this is I I was like I I I needed this, and I didn't realize it because part of the uh, you know. Um, Things one of the one of the things that entertainment serves, in addition to just entertaining us or amusing us, is it is it can allow us to, uh, you know, live through others and 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 uh, you know, uh, hey Zach, I hate asking to, to, to raising the veil on radio. I forgot to close the door, and I'm hearing some noise coming in from the hallway. Would you mind coming and doing that? Lifting the veil on radio. Uh, but it allows you to de-stress. It allows you to hear other people say things that you want to say, or 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 do things that you wish that you would do or 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 could do. Uh, like when Roseanne, like, had an incredibly on this on this revival, had an incredibly disrespectful granddaughter, teenage granddaughter, and at one point Roseanne just shoved her hair or shoved her head into the sink and took the water faucet, the little sprayer thing, and just drenched her hair down. Because this kid was being incredibly lippy and incredibly disrespectful. And I was like, yes, you know, uh, I don't don't want every kid out there to get their head shoved in a sink or anything like that. But the point is, is that, you know, you can't just, you know, because they were like, oh, you know, she can, uh, my daughter can just call me by my first name and I'm more her friend than her mom and all this stuff. And it was creating this little monster. And Roseanne had had enough of it. And, and I love that moment. Uh, but the point is, it was it was a good show. And but, you know, people were uh, upset. A lot of people out there were upset by the massive ratings that it was getting. It was getting huge, stupid ratings, like stupid, 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 big ratings. And so was, you know, the, a lot of people bring up the Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing. Stupid huge ratings. But the ideology, the uh, whatever, the, you know, the, the unapologetic conservative standpoint, you know, is, is not welcome among, you know, wh- wh- whatever. And it's obvious. And I'm not even going to say in society because the majority of society, you know, everyone talks about flyover country. Well, most of America is flyover country. Got to, you know. And that's why when, uh, you know, the, the, the left coast and the right coast, you know, want to make uh, what they want to be the, the intellectual elite thought leaders on the entire country. And so much entertainment comes out of like either New York City or California or whatever that, you know, it's lopsided. 
But then when a show comes out that represents the other 90, 95% of the country and people respond to it, uh, you know, a lot of people out there are not happy about that. So then Roseanne Barr, in her personal life, uh, makes, uh, you know, tweets something out. And she called uh, this late Valerie Jarrett, who's a former Obama White House advisor, and she said something. Uh, I, I can't remember exactly what she said. In fact, we'll get to we'll get to the tweet uh, when we get back from the break. Um, but she said, you know, she said something that was, you know, what? And I can see that it was it's stupid and offensive. But it, in my opinion. Well, not even my opinion. I think it can be objectively proven. It's not any more stupid or offensive than a lot of the other stuff that's said out there from multiple sources. And there's not this swift uh, crackdown and immediate firing and and all of this stuff uh, that that happens. And 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 so it just you know uh, I, I saw somebody you know the other day on social media was like yeah 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 stop pointing out all these other people. You know, blaming the other brother never works or whatever. I'm like, it might not gain traction to, you know, to point out the view or, you know, I mean, you've got you got Whoopi Goldberg has a picture of her wearing a T-shirt showing uh, Trump getting his brains blown out. But the view just keeps on trucking. So, uh, you know, and that's the thing, you know, and a lot of times I don't. And I was like, well, they're, they're doing it. How come you're doing doing this over here? But this is. A, a really, if people already don't get it, uh, it, it's a major example of the bias. And 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 they canceled Tim Allen's show, which was ridiculously popular, because they said it, oh, it just costs too much to make. That's a bunch of bohunk BS. Because if you have a popular show, that means you can charge more for advertising. And guess how TV and all of that stuff works advertising tv ain't free somebody is they're selling advertising so you know this whole will it cost too much thing on tim allen is ridiculous um you know i don't know I, I just, i'm just really bothered uh also bothered by how swift the decision comes down one day later because abc wants to virtue signal uh, how a uh, quote unquote appalled they are with false outrage. Anyway, we'll be back. Uh, how much? We got about ten seconds. Yeah, I got about ten seconds left. And, and that's the thing. It's fake. It's uh, most of this outrage is not really outrage. Oh, anyway, we'll be back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, sitting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. Uh, he is off being Captain Spandex, but the cover story is he's at a uh, family event. He will be back uh, Monday. So, yeah, today is Friday, June 1st. Uh, it was darn. Now, my guest, my four o'clock guest, uh, Brian Blevins, who's a Jacksonville business owner, we're going to talk about some of his uh, struggles, I guess, is the best way to put it, on uh, doing business in Jacksonville. Uh, we'll be doing that at four, but he's in here now, so he's going to be hanging out with us for the next 30 minutes or so. And I've started on the, if you can, if people are looking at the webcam, I, I brought in some toys for today because today is, uh, is fun Friday. 
So uh, you can those will start popping up right now. Uh, there's a Cylon uh, Centurion from the original uh, Battlestar Galactica menacing Batman. And I think I think Zach's about to zoom in on that right now. So we'll those will be making more and more of an appearance as the day goes on. Um, so before the break, we were talking about Roseanne being canceled. Uh, I'm going to talk about that a little bit more here in a second. Uh, but as I said, we're going to uh, we played it earlier in the show. I'm going to play it again now. I'll play it again in the four o'clock hour and the five o'clock hour. We'll do the big reveal on what the heck is going on. Listen to this phone call and see if you can uh, detect anything weird about it uh and and so go ahead and and play this sack oh, hi i'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client um i'm looking for something on may 3rd sure give me one second mm-hmm. sure what time are you looking for around at 12 p.m we do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like. What service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. All right. So that's the the phone call that uh, the mystery. Like I said, if you just heard it, you would, and I didn't tell you that there was something strange about it, you probably wouldn't think there was anything strange about that phone call. But uh, there is. I'm here to tell you. Uh, and we, I will reveal in the 5 o'clock hour what the heck is going on with that. So make sure to keep listening. Also in the 5 o'clock hour, we have a Dave Ellswick uh, book club giveaway. Uh, one of these Larry Elder books, uh, a lot like me, we're going to be, we have a winner that we'll be uh, uh, announcing in the 5 o'clock hour. Okay, so on Roseanne, uh, and I'm only going to spend up until the break talking about Roseanne uh, because I want to talk a little bit about cryptocurrency uh, before we go into the four o'clock hour with uh, Brian Blevins. So, and by the way, Brian knows what the deal is on that, on that phone call. And I was like, shh. And he's like, my mic's off. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, so uh, anyway, I have a, we have a, a couple of comments. If you, I'm asking for comments uh, from on Roseanne being canceled, or uh, also if you're a Jan Morgan supporter what are you going to do next? And I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm honestly curious. A lot of people put their passion in, into that and then she didn't win. And that happens sometimes. So what, you know, what are you going to do? What, are you going to support somebody else? You know, what's, what do you do? Uh, and because there was a pretty big divide between the Jan Morgan supporters and, you know, the, uh, the, uh, Asa, uh, supporters that I, that, that I could tell. So, and then also it's, it's national donut day. So what's your favorite donut? What's your favorite donut, Brian? Uh, I definitely love chocolate clairs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, good. absolutely. Do you agree with me, and if you don't, you're wrong, but do you agree with me that a blueberry cake nut is not actually a donut? I absolutely agree with you. It is a... It's a cake. It's I a mean, cake yeah. product. Shit. Thank you. Thank you. You are obviously a man of refinement, and and even if you uh, even if we don't see eye to eye on Star Wars: The Last Jedi, you are obviously a man of discernment and taste. So you can call in at 501-823-0965 on any of those... Uh, questions or you can comment if you go to the dave ellswick show 
uh, uh, the Dave Ellswick Show page, not the Dave Ellswick page, Dave Ellswick Show on Facebook. Uh, each hour, the live stream, the cameras in here, there's a new post, and you can leave a comment up there. And we've got a couple of comments here. Uh, so first of all, Kenneth Wallace, and I, I'm pretty sure he's talking about uh, the the um, Jan Morgan question. Uh, he said, since I know the Democrat will do pretty much the same increases in government as our current governor on a faster scale, I'll be supporting Mark West uh, in November, in the November general election. And then there's a, a link there if you want to go check it out. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, I'm not familiar with Mark West. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm more politically engaged than the average bear, but, I, you know, I'm not going to say I know who Mark West is. I would assume that he's a libertarian candidate, but I honestly don't know that for sure. Uh, now, David Diamato De, uh, has has a uh, an input here on uh, the Roseanne thing that I'll get to after. I just want to say a couple more things from my end. Now, yes, Roseanne said something stupid, and the tweet she did was against uh, Obama White House advisor Valerie Jarrett, or previous, you know, former Obama White House advisor Valerie Jarrett, uh, and she said, she said, uh, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equals VJ. Okay. And then I, I guess put a picture of her up or something. I don't know. So uh, I'm not sure. Uh, so here's the thing. That's a dumb tweet. It's an offensive tweet. It's a rude tweet. Uh, but it's, you know, people immediately said it was racist. Well, this is where you push your glasses up your nose and go well um actually it's it's not a racist tweet uh because there's no actual racism because the, and and this is where you get into things like it you know there's a certain ethnic group which we all know of that is very offensive to compare that group to monkeys or apes or anything like that it's not a cool thing and it's it's stupid but Valerie Jarrett does not belong to that ethnic group. And Muslims are not a race. Okay? It's a belief system. It's a, a religion, a belief system, a culture. That being said, it was still stupid. I could see how this is rude and offensive. I could totally see that. But the lead that everybody is taking is that uh, Roseanne's racist tweet. Everyone's just grabbing onto that racist tweet and running with it. And and I'm sorry, I, I disagree. I would debate whether it's quote unquote racist. It was stupid and rude. Go ahead, Brian. I can tell. Yeah. Uh, it's it's perceptive racism. Yeah, you might want to get a little. Just it's a, yeah. it's perceptive racism. It is. Per, it's assumed racism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's like they racism. they read into it, right? And you know, I'm not absolutely not saying that. Yeah, it was, it was a dumb right, tweet. But, it was rude. Yeah. Um, I mean, the level of spread that it has right. is is unlike any other actual racist tweets that I've right. seen. Exactly. And I mean, there's also been as people and, and it does reveal bias. I mean, people are like, OK, if you're going to swoop on that, why aren't you swooping on all this other stuff? Uh, w which it does reveal, you know, there is bias out there. Right. So my other thing is ABC immediately. And th this is the thing. This is my main beef with a lot of these, quote unquote, supposed outrages and scandals going on right now. They react immediately. It's like step back for a couple of days and breathe and think. But nope, we got a virtue signal to everybody that that's not acceptable. Uh, so we're going to just kill the show. And 
even if Roseanne was 100% in the wrong, and and I, for the sake of argument, I'll just say, okay, she was 100% in the wrong. After a couple of tweets where she tried to defend it, she did say, okay, I'm sorry. And I believe that the apology came before ABC can the show. She said, okay, that was dumb. I'm sorry. And then later, a couple of days later, she came out with this Ambien thing, which that actually caused me to lose respect. Don't blame it on a drug you're taking. Some, some image consultant, I guarantee you, told her to say that. Uh, that's my belief. But no, it's, it's, you know, I said what I said, and I'm sorry it offended you. I, I won't say it again. Uh, you know, I got more respect for you if you just say, yeah, I, I said that, you know, and it wasn't the Ambien talking, right? Um, but now all of these people that their jobs depended on this show, you know, a, a, a TV show is a business. There's like a whole business around it. And so now all these people are out of work because ABC had to virtue signal to everybody how outraged they were. And what, what bothers me even deeper than that, we, I, don't, I won't even go too deep into the bias of the fact that there's others. I mean, there's, there's people out there that have posted, like entertainment people that have posted pictures of Donald Trump next to an orangutan. Right. So uh, but ABC like whatever. I mean, the view, I mean, people are really making good points with the stuff that is said on the view. And but yeah, the view is fine. So it's the fake outrage that gets me. There's probably five or 10 percent of the people are genuinely upset about what she said. All the rest of them are just bandwagoning and virtue signaling. Right. To 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 score points. So that that's my thing. It, not that what she said was right, you know, but she has a right to say it. And, you know, so, somebody was arguing and said, well, ABC's a business. They have a right to cancel the show. They do. But just because you own something and have the legal right to do it, is it a just thing that you've done? And what's legal is not what always what's just. Right. So anyway, all right, I'm going to read the comment from uh, from the listener on this from David. Uh, he said. As with so many things these days, Roseanne Barr is her own worst enemy. Remember when she spit after she sang the national anthem? I do remember that. I, I, I was not, a, even back, I think I was like a teenager or like in my early 20s when that happened. And even I was like, that's stupid. That's that's disrespectful and dumb. I think she was trying to imitate a baseball player. She was you trying know to they, be funny, but yeah, it came absolutely. off. Yeah, but it was dumb. Yeah, she's trying to spit the tobacco or whatever. Uh, and she was like grabbing her crotch and all that stuff. Uh, I understood what she was attempting to do, but everyone thought she was being disrespectful. This latest stunt was over the top. She did damage all over herself, but put everyone involved with the show out of a job. She didn't put them out of a job. This is my point. ABC decided to put them out of a job. That's the point. She didn't. They ABC did not have to react how they did. That's my point. You know, there's two actors in this. One is Roseanne, no pun intended, and the other one is ABC. ABC could have took a step back and say, how do we show the seriousness and disagreement here, but also not kill a, a popular show and put people out have of work? You, have you seen the show? Yeah. So, you know, like the show is primarily based around Darlene. Like yeah. It has, right. you know, and it has names and all that. So, right. so why why eliminate Right. All the why put all these actors out? Right. Well, not and, just and the ruin actors, it, but just, the carpenters, absolutely, and, the, and all the business people, and the, it's a it's a it's yeah, an they, enterprise. They made they made no yeah. attempt to try to to apply a fix, right. other than just cancel cancel it. I mean, even like Northern Exposure and right. the closer with right. Kira Sedgwick, right. like those people, they left the show, right, and they still continued on, right. 
you know i I, don't I have understand. seen the argument made that the show could continue without roseanne uh i i don't roseanne is what like her or dislike her she's a pretty strong personality so it'd be hard to continue the show without her but that's what i'm talking about there was no even you know what we're gonna step back and we're gonna think about this just boom fired uh and in it for fake outrage let's be honest people know who roseanne is how can anybody nobody's surprised that she said that right so that anyway all right so then, to be fair to David, he also said uh, she did damage not only herself but put everyone involved in the show out of a job. Some of them haven't worked a successful TV show since Roseanne. Nobody involved with that show, and nobody at ABC is surprised by who Roseanne Barr is. That's that's all I'm saying. And and it, and it's 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 there's so much to unpack here. Uh, you know that I and, and ABC has a right to cancel the show. I'll give that to that. But it it does signal it's more of this hashtag, and it's not a Me Too moment, but it's more of these swift, immediate. You're immediately guilty, and you're going down in flames. And everybody that cares about you is going down in flames uh, immediately with no thought. Sometimes just on an accusation. So anyway, I got to get us to a break. We come back. I'm actually we're going to keep going with this. Uh, I was going to, there's this cryptocurrency declaration of currency independence floating around out there. I'm not going to go into that. I'm going to spend some more time on, on this Roseanne thing. And then at four, Brian, we're going to talk into some of the recent fun you've had as, as a business owner in Jacksonville, right here on the Dave Ellswick show, 101.1 FM, the answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick show. I'm Shane Stack setting in for, but never replacing Mr. Ellswick. He'll be back with you Monday. He's off on a super secret uh, Captain Spandex mission, uh, punching bad guys in the jaw, even though the cover story is that he's at a family event out of town. So i uh, just got a few minutes left here before the four o'clock hour break, uh, at, at which point we'll be talking with my guest, Brian Blevins, who is a uh, small business owner in Jacksonville about uh, some some, you know, challenges he's had as a business over in, you know, owner in Jacksonville. Some of them political. I've got plenty of toys today. I'm holding these up. Uh, there's a Funko Porg uh, that I brought in for Fun Friday. And I've got a Vision that I vultured at Toys R Us when Toys R Us was going out. I got this thing for like a buck. Uh, anyway, there's all kinds of stuff. Uh, Zach's been showing my Battlestar Galactica Cylon Centurion uh, that is is currently in, in Thump the Bunny's normal spot. So Anyway, we're talking about the Roseanne cancellation, uh, and you know I didn't mean—I only meant to spend a few minutes on it. But the more I talk about it, the more fired up I'm getting. Uh, and I normally—I've tried so hard not to like. I want my entertainment to be my escape from all this junk. Like I do my shame play show, third anniversary by the way, um, which, which is amazing and cool. Uh, and it keeps creeping in there because there's so much junk going on in the comic book industry right now. Uh, I just want to watch Roseanne and enjoy it. And there it goes, you know. Uh, last man standing and all, all this stuff. It's it's like you can't get away from it, even though it's like I just want my entertainment to be my escape. Yeah, amusement literally means muse means to think. Ah means without. So like atheist means without theism, without God. Uh, amusement means without thinking. Amuse me. Give me a break. And I can't because all this stuff keeps creeping anyway. Uh I hope I'm going to say this right. If I if I say this wrong, uh, we had uh, a listener leave a comment on the Dave Ellswick show page on the live stream. Uh, Lyane 
Nugent Guthrie said, so sad only the conservatives are hounded, but liberals, liberals like Whoopi, Madonna, and others can say all kinds of crazy stuff. And, you know, normally I'm like, yeah, I don't want to get up. But no, I agree. I, I agree because it's, I mean, I've seen so many examples since Roseanne got canned of all this other stuff that nobody's blinked at. And, and the ironic thing, Roseanne's really not a conservative. She's more liberal than anything else, but she supports Trump. That's the thing. If you research, Roseanne is not your normal dyed-in-the-wool liberal or Democrat or whatever. Or, uh, I mean, pardon me, dyed-in-the-wool conservative or Republican or whatever like that. But she's a big supporter of Trump. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, years ago, uh, you know, she nobody would have even probably even thought that she was even somewhat conservative or anything like that. But anyway, it just it just really bothers me. Uh, it's, it's, it's another, you know, sign of the times. There's nothing, I mean, me sitting here venting about it, I guess it really isn't going to help it or anything, but what, what I, I wrote something on, on social media after this happened and I said, it was fun while it lasted. And ironically, Roseanne, the show let, and I firmly believe this, it let both sides get in real punches that made you think during the verbal sparring and gags. I, have you watched the new show, Brian? When her Absolutely. and Jackie would spar, both sides would get points in. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, it was, and I believe it was pitched that way. Yeah. It was, you know, and, and it was good. And then it was, it was literally, I'm not joking, it was therapy for me to watch people interact with each other without being politically correct. And representing what felt like an authentic middle class experience. Yeah, it was definitely definitely written by real, yeah, by real experiences. It I'm felt pretty like sure. it. Yeah, I mean, and I've told my wife this. I've told other people this. When I watched it and laughed, it was cathartic. I could feel stress coming off of me. Now I don't care. Roseanne Barr may be a terrible person in real life. I don't know, but I wasn't watching it because of who Roseanne Barr is in real life. I was watching it to be entertained, right? Uh, my guess, this is speculation, not facts, is that there were many folks waiting to cancel the show despite its massive success and just waiting for an excuse. Because as soon as one came along, boom, it's over. Well, they thought that it was going to have Emmy, you know, like yeah. like it was going to be an Emmy, Emmy yeah. Award winner. And they had to postpone the Emmy nominations because of, to make sure that she wasn't on it. Wow. See, this is just anyway. All right. Uh, so I'm starting. I am starting, unfortunately, to get used to how quick quickly people and entertainment and politics turn on each other the minute a quote-unquote scandal full of overblown outrage and i firmly believe that i'd say with most of this stuff 10 percent is genuine 90 percent is jumping on a bandwagon or virtue signaling to peers without any real conviction about it raises its head so and now a whole lot of people and their families uh, that were employed by the show and those whose livelihood is selling advertising related to it etc have now been knocked in the dirt by an immediate nuke it from orbit uh, virtue signaling reaction by ABC. That's how I feel about it. We literally, we 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 have we have become too delicate and sensitive in our culture to have any entertainment that is has any realism in it at all. I mean, I, it's just it's just I I, I can't. Uh, I I'm just really really frustrated by this. You know, probably more than I should be, depending, you know, because th- this isn't anything new, this kind of thing, but I'm just really frustrated. So anyway, when we come back after this break, uh, we're going to be talking with Brian Blevins, who's a business owner in Jacksonville. He's going to be telling us about some of his struggles as a business owner in Jacksonville, some of them political. Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show in this four o'clock hour already on this Friday, June 1st. Uh, thanks so much for letting us be part 
of your Friday afternoon, whether you're on the way home or whether you're still at work and waiting to go home or whether you just got there. Uh, again, thanks for thanks for tuning in. Uh, I am Shane Stacks, not Dave Ellswick. Uh, Setting in for, but never replacing the man himself. I think if I'm if I'm understanding correctly, watching this, uh, Zach is currently uh, getting the live stream back up. Yeah, I think he had to reboot something, or I don't know, I don't know, buttons and screens and stuff. So it should be back up here in a second. When it comes back up on the Dave Ellswick Show page on Facebook, not the Dave Ellswick page, but the Dave Ellswick Show, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, on on that post, it's it, there's a new post with the video stream every hour. Leave a comment there. We're trying to monitor those and, and uh, respond to them, or et cetera, uh, as the case may be. My guest till four thirty is Brian Blevins, who is a uh, small business owner in Jacksonville. Has been a small business owner for quite some time, uh, and he wants to just kind of you know one let people. He's he's been. Uh, shut down for a while due to uh, events outside of his control. He's about to reopen. But also, he, he was telling me some of the the challenges he's had as a business owner owner in Jacksonville. And I was like, you know, that, that might be kind of interesting to Dave's listeners. So, Brian, welcome to the show. Why don't you tell us what your business well, is? First of all, thank yeah. you very much for having me. I yeah, really appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, my business is The Game Store, located in Jacksonville, right on Main Street. And uh, we deal in collectible card games, miniature games, and board games. We provide a place for people to come play and interact with other people, uh, you know, that we don't have to worry about the whole online process. Like, it's actually an in-person right. type deal. And uh, back in January, during the ice, the freak ice storm that Jacksonville had, the roof itself fell in and destroyed almost the whole business. So for the last five months, I've been pushing and trying to get the store back open and it looks like we're gonna be open here within the next two weeks so but it's been it's been a long long journey okay so hopefully soon and then and then since it's in the it's on main street in jacksonville what a lot of people still think of is the old hastings that is correct when i lived in jacksonville still people used to come in and they'd be like what happened where's hastings yeah yeah (laughs) what happened where's yeah so uh so yeah another thing that uh you know i wanted to help you get the word out on is is you said you've been trying to engage in some charity work so why why don't you tell us about that real quick well uh we've we've actually since we've been down it's given me the opportunity to focus more on the community and the city of jacksville uh you know this this year is the year that I've lived in Jacksonville longer than I've lived anywhere else. Okay. You know, that's I mean, always I've lived, a milestone. Yeah, I mean I've lived yeah. uh I've lived in Jacksonville for for a little over twenty years now. Uh I've had a had a business in Jacksonville well, I've had a business in general for about seventeen years. Now, it used but I've to been be in Game Zone Alpha. I did a, used to okay. be Game Zone Alpha. We uh we got rid of that name when we secured the rights to the name the game store. Okay. Uh we moved into a new location, bigger, better, more powerful than before. Um, bigger, better, more powerful. Yeah, more we lasers. Can, we can rebuild it. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, and um, you know, like we've we've been been desperately trying to to add all this new stuff in this in this little amount of time, and uh, you know, I just hope we provide a an amazing experience for people whenever we do open. Okay, but what, so what was the? Uh, I know you told me you. Because you had to replace some equipment or buy, you know, instead of just chunking stuff out or trying to sell it, you've been giving some stuff away. Yeah, or we, trying gave, to, we yeah. gave away some stuff. Um, 
the first thing was the Boys and Girls Club and the Martin Street Youth Center. Uh, I decided to do something cool for them, so we bought each of them a, a 3D printer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we delivered the 3D printer to the Martin Street Youth Center, we walked in and saw that the kids were playing like PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 at the Youth Center on these 27-inch sharp televisions, right. these big right. you know, sharp TVs like that I have somewhere in a storage right, like somewhere. Like a CRT. Was, was yeah. it a CRT? Uh, like it was, a big, yeah. yeah, it was the, the big giant so they, screens, they the had big the... 27-inch like tube tvs that had burn in on them and right. you know and uh so we we ended up giving them a bunch of we ended up giving them four 40 inch lcd televisions and uh my father came came down to visit me uh he's uh undergoing he has medical issues like okay he's a cancer so well, i'm um, very sorry his service dog died and we saw that the jacksonville police department was looking for donations to help you know, finish paying off their their new service dog, their right. their new police dog. So, uh, in my dad's name, we we donated the money necessary okay. to finish paying that off. Um, you know, I've helped out with a with a bunch of other different charities, including the Boys and Girls Club. And so, I mean, what was the mo- like? Why? What, what was the motivation here? Like, well, I mean, have you always been kind of a charitable guy, or um, you just I've always like- tried to help out? Okay, uh, I mean, I've always helped out people. That I felt needed it, mm-hmm. you know. Like we've had a couple of customers uh, back when we had the big floods; they lost all their magic cards, and I I gave them a couple of boxes of magic cards. Uh, I've I've tried to, you know, I've tried to do right, okay, you know, just to to help out people on mm-hmm. occasion. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm that I'm completely charitable, but I mean I I do when I want to, <laughs> you know. I, I help right. out when I want to. I don't I don't like being. I don't like being pressured. And what's really crazy is once you once you get known as someone who yeah, has you're donated hit money, up a lot. Yeah. man, it's been out yeah. of control. There's some charities that I respect that pestered me to death after, you know, so yeah, I, I understand. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, but I mean, I guess the main point is, 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 you know, while you were shut down, you took advantage of that because it's like, well, I got to replace some of this stuff. So, so, okay. I, yeah. And I donated, uh, I donated a lot of stuff. And what's really crazy is I think in, I think in every, in every city around the world and every state, you know, there's the social media groups of the different areas right. that, that like to talk down and, and, you know, make fun and do all this stuff. And, you know, like we, we did all this stuff for the community, but then, you know, people started saying that we were, braggarts and hmm. I don't know, it just it it makes you not want to do you know it's it's so weird that such a small amount of people that that bring on such negativity just makes yeah. you want to not not help anymore well, yeah i mean that's human nature and, and we see it unfortunately amplified on social media right now i mean that's basically what we were talking about Un, before unchecked yeah like i mean they can say whatever they want and right. and nothing happens to them there's no recourse right none yeah uh, other than you know possible social backlash you know the only thing i'll say on that kind of thing is the pendulum swing swing so make sure make sure that you police yourself on how you act when the pendulum swings your way because it's eventually going to swing away it the the pendulum swings that's all i'll say yeah yeah definitely yeah so okay um so we're going to take a break. When we get back, uh, you know, one of the main reasons that I thought the listeners would be interested um, in hearing from you is, you is you just said flat out 
you you've had some div- not necessarily the administration in Jacksonville, but there's some political dynamics in Absolutely. Jacksonville that there's, have been very. There's so much back end okay political stuff that just I mean people wonder why there are problems, right? But they don't. You know, if you're not if you're not uh, engaged right in it, you won't see it because it's okay. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan face. of I'm a big fan of you know raising awareness of that kind of thing. Absolutely. Uh, and sometimes there'll be other people out there that they know what's going on, but hearing you share it might encourage them to be more vocal in, in sharing or or not turning a blind eye. Uh, so when we come back, we'll be talking to Brian uh, Brian Blevins, small business owner. Uh, in Jacksonville, your business is about to reopen after being down for several months. It's the game store, Main Street in Jacksonville. But we're going to talk when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show, just straight up some some turbulence you've run into in Jacksonville because of the politics dynamic right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, sitting in for but never replacing Mr. Ellswick, joined by Brian Blevins. Uh, Jacksonville business owner who's, you know, just kind of he's been shut down for several months because of a weather related uh, craziness, but he's about to open back up with a game store there on Main Street in Jacksonville. But he was also sharing some stuff with me about uh, the, uh, the the political environment in uh, Jacksonville that's made it difficult in some ways for him to do business. Or challenging in, in some ways. So I, I actually, I was like, I think Dave's listeners would, would be really interested in that. Uh, first, I want to say hi to, uh, they're, they're driving in the van right now. Uh, I, want, I want to say hi to my son, Justice, and uh, my nephews, uh, Nemo and Jedi. Yes, his nickname is really Jedi, Brian. Is that not a cool nickname? That's awesome. Yep. So, uh, Just as long as he's not from episode eight. Yeah, he's not. No, he's not. So... Uh, and, and guys, I want you to know that I installed secret cameras in the van, and I can see you right now. So I uh, is that what that feed is? Yeah, Justice oh, wow. and Jedi. I can see you in your booster seats right now. And 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 Nemo, I just saw you smile real big and and ask uh, and ask your mom if, if if that's real or not. Yes, there really are cameras in that van. So you guys have fun, and, and we'll see you later, and y'all be safe. Okay. So Brian, yes sir, late on us, man. Like so. Uh, well, I mean, Jacksonville, yep. Jacksonville has been in the news a lot in the last 12 months, uh, a little bit further than that, but more so focused over the last 12 months. Uh, you know, we Jacksonville hired a police chief who uh, people deemed that because of an incident that he did 17 years ago that he wasn't able to be qualified for it. Big political move to, you know, under an umbrella of trying to be uh trying to bring safety to right. Jacksonville. Uh once once it went to court, you know, the the actual Arkansas Supreme Court changed the rule completely. Like they changed the law completely, which made him ineligible and uh they took it as a win, saying, Hey look, you know, we won, we got him out of cool. here. And then they started attacking the mayor, started going after the mayor. Um, the Fraternal Order of Police filed a filed a couple of uh, quote unquote press releases uh, just to to Facebook, like Facebook pages, right? Uh, stating that they had a vote of no confidence against the mayor and you know the the city, and it brought news attention to everything. But no one talked about how the FOP, the Fraternal Order of Police, they they have no they have no power in Jacksonville. I mean, they they don't have any any say. Like right. they have no voting rights. Right. Uh, and they claim that they are, you know, the voice 
of the police department and they did these votes in secret and you know they make it out well we voted unanimously but they don't go in to say well our unanimous vote was the four people that showed up mm-hmm. three of us voted like that was like their unanimous vote mm. you know so it's the omission of details and playing as though they had all this power when it when it wasn't necessary and then being able to be prodded by the media and the media just wanting to see the negative. Right. Well, not, yeah, not, the wanting, me- the not wanting to talk at all about the positive. Right. Uh, and I mean, it was just, it was so much, so politically motivated. They claimed that it wasn't. They uh, brought hold, in. Hold on one second. Oh, sorry. Hey, Nemo, I, I'm on the cameras and I can see you looking around the van in the panels right now. You're never going to find the cameras, buddy. <laughs> all right. Anyway, go ahead, Bryce. Right. Um, you know, the they hired a uh, liaison to speak. Uh, yeah they they uh hired a they hired a, a liaison to speak which was the old chief of police right and um you know they again they claim it wasn't wasn't politically motivated but then right here at the end whenever we got ready for you know the mayor race the uh you know the city council of course like he puts his name in the hat right and it's like okay well you claimed all this time it wasn't political well now you're running for political right you know and it it's just um it was just a slant I, I mean i feel that it was just a huge campaign to just make the city look bad and what's what's so bad so i, is, I just want to break and, and again I, i'm not putting words in your mouth i'm trying to make sure i understand what you're saying like they were purposefully trying to make the 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 city look bad so that the mayor would look bad so that yeah, I mean, absolutely okay absolutely and and calling the mayor out as well as the acting the the person over it which was uh the attorney bamberg so what okay so uh but you so you feel there's a a group i don't want to say conspiracy or oh, whatever, there is but, there okay. is definitely a group and, okay. and they're they're predominant now because right. now the uh you know now everything is out you know if you if you were going to register you had to register the one person who said that she wasn't going to run and that she wasn't doing this for political reasons ended up running and then this other guy that's in charge you know of being the being the speaker of the you know the the FOP did you know didn't um you know basically said it wasn't going to be political but now he's running for for mm. city council and uh you know I wanted to run for city council but I decided that I just didn't want to deal with I didn't want to deal with all these politics. It can get nasty. Yeah, man. The yeah. again, people online and uh, you know the the naysayers, which far fewer than there are people who who speak well of the town. You know, they they say that Jacksonville is a failing community. Well, you know, the only people that I hear that from are them. You know, it's well, like the I only mean, people what, talking bad about Jacksonville is is the well. I mean, the what's people the of Jacksonville? Like, what? Why? I mean. Well, is it just, do you feel it's that just for political power or do you think some people can actually say like, oh, I want to make my city better and the ends just, I mean, what, what, like, what, what do you think is going on? I, I really, I really don't know exactly what's going on. I just know that, you know, there's a, there's a huge thing trying to make certain people look negative, you know, or look, look bad. And what's, what's the worst about it is. You know, you always hear about the negative, but you never hear about the positive. Well, that's because the positive people just aren't walking around being like, hey, look what I did today. Right. Hey, look what I did today. And it's always the same people bringing up the same stuff from the same time, but telling the story different. 
you know like the like the fop they're like hey you know uh the mayor wouldn't meet with us today well the mayor didn't meet with you any of the last five times that you asked him to meet with you so why is this time any different like why are you surprised like you're not you're not a recognized group so why would why would he meet with you right well, yeah, I mean that, and and that is a major political tactic: is to you form an organization, you give it an important sounding name, and then you issue press releases or whatever. But I guess, I guess and we're we're going to have to uh, go to break here in a second. I think we're going to hold on for one more segment. You said you could stay till four forty five. What what I want to do when we get back <clears throat> is I is I want to um, I want to talk about what how how is this impacting you as a business owner. Right, because that's what it really comes out. I mean, there's always well, yeah, they, they claim that that's why new businesses aren't coming to town, but they don't right. look that you know the the interstate, the exit to get into Jacksonville has been closed for the last year. Mm-hmm. And I used the, to I used to live in Jacksonville. I lived in Jacksonville from ninety five to two thousand two. So yeah, closing off that exit's a pretty big deal. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. there's so many amazing things coming to Jacksonville, like the 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 brand new school is coming to Jacksonville. Like they're getting ready to do Wi-Fi downtown. They've they've labeled the downtown area Five Points, and they're even having a big event called Fun at Five Points uh, the weekend of the of June 16th in Jacksonville. I mean, there's there's so many good things coming, but all people want to do is they want to focus and place blame when they don't realize they're the ones that are actually making. Making the the waves. Well, let's do that then. When we come back, why don't we? Because one of the best way to counter negativity is with positivity. You talk about you can talk about good things, or uh, you know, good things that are in Jacksonville. Uh, you know, things that you enjoy about it. Uh, you know, I lived there for several years. I enjoyed living in Jacksonville. I think personally, Jacksonville gets a bad rep by people who don't even know anything about Jacksonville. Well, they hear it from people right. in Jacksonville and yeah. they just take it as as fact. Right. Now we got 30 seconds left here before break. I did want to point out that uh Kenneth posted on on you can go to the Dave Ellswick show page and these the live stream posts and he said Patrick Thomas is running for mayor of Jacksonville. That is correct. So is this one of the people that you would say is I got 15 seconds. Is he part no. of the... No, not at all. Okay. Not all right. at all. Like, uh, actually, all the people running for mayor right now are amazing. Okay. I got to get us to a break. We'll be back on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack setting in for Dave. He'll be back with you on Monday. He's off on a super secret mission as Captain Spandex. Punch of bad guys is in the jaw. So we're joined by uh, Brian Blevins is going to hang out with us for one more segment. Tim... Lim, Timothy, Tim, Doctor of Audiology and and uh, comic book uh, artist extraordinaire. Do you need to give your? Do you have to give a statement? <laughs> yeah, I'll give it really quick. So okay. anything that I say from this point forward for this segment and the following hour do not reflect those of my employer, which is University of Arkansas Little Rock University of Arkansas Medical Sciences. There you go. Okay, so we're, right. we're we're about to ease into our fun Friday. Uh, before we do that. Uh, I've been in the five o'clock hour. We're going to reveal this, but uh, Zach, play this phone call. Have you been listening? Have you had a chance to listen yet today at all, Tim? I was only tuning in for the first fifteen minutes when I came in just a okay. second ago. There's the phone call I've been playing throughout the day. We're going to reveal in in the five o'clock hour what's up with this phone call. But there's something funny about it. See if you can figure out what it is. Go ahead and play that teaser, Zach. What's happening out here? Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. 
for? What time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like. What service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. All right. Tim, did you hear anything funny about that phone call? Other than the fact that people laughed at that one point. No, not really. Okay, you're going to find out in the 5 o'clock hour what the deal is. I think I have a clue. You have a clue? Yeah. Okay, well, don't 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 share it yet. I won't. Bri- Brian already knows. So, um, But, yeah, we'll, we'll reveal in the 5 o'clock hour what the heck is going on with that phone call. All right, so we were talking before the break. Uh, you know, Brian's a, a small business owner about to open back up. He was kind of sharing, uh, you know, he's... He's really kind of bummed out that there's a lot of negative political, uh, yeah, yeah, and really, and, and you know, uh, maneuvering and whatnot to, you know, kind of make Jacksonville look bad. And, and, and you know, he's he's suspects strongly that it's, you know, to get other people in office and that sort of thing. And as a small business owner, he's like, that hurts me because there's if, if the if the if the city's hurting. Not as many businesses open, not as many people are coming in, da da da, and, and that hurts. That hurts me as being part of the community and all that. Uh, and then, then you mentioned that that uh, exit's been closed for how long now? Oh, the exit closed, I think, for over a year. Why, any idea yeah. why it's been closed that long? Um, I I have an idea. It has not been confirmed, but I right. I had heard from a couple of different places that the the measurements were off and they had to go back and redo a lot of it. Oh, really? Which is what pushed it back. I'll tell you who I would not want to be in Jacksonville right now is <laughs> that uh, that Ford dealership right there at the exit because you got to go. Don't you have to go way up to come back now to that Ford oh, dealership? Oh no, man the the exit's open now. Is it? And okay. It is, it is perfect for them. They, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, they they got they got the gym. Did they? Well, know, they the, but the when it was closed, stuff. it was. Oh, maybe I'm thinking. Oh yeah, when it was when it was closed, it was horrible. Yeah, you had to but, get but, off at red. But now and they're go all the way shape. down and around. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Same right. same thing with my business. And then the next exit, which was James Street, that exit was closed. So I mean, there was no. You had to go right. all the way down almost to Cabot to turn back to come back. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, of course that hurts businesses on Main Street, and people wanted to blame the mayor, and they're right. like, "Oh, the mayor caused all this stuff." Well, no, like this is this this is the state. Right. The state is doing the all highway, this construction. Yeah. yeah. And man, I just want to touch on that for a second. So many people claim that businesses don't want to come to Jacksonville because of the mayor. Man, let me tell you, I've never. I've never, mm-hmm. like, at any time that I was looking at going anywhere, was like, well, I don't know if I really want to go down to Sherwood, because, you know, about that mayor yeah. in Sherwood. Just don't I mean, like I'm, her. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure there are people that don't even know who the mayor of Sherwood well, is, or the mayor of North Little Rock, or Little Rock, and it's never been an issue. Yeah. Now, you want to, I mean, if anything, and, 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 and Jacksonville is not just Little Rock Air Force Base, I don't want to paint, but... I mean, you've got a really stable uh, community there Absolutely. with Little Rock Air Force Base. So a, it's a stable, yeah. refreshing right, community. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, there's new people coming in, right. so it's not stagnant. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, and people just want to claim that it's right. it's just not good when it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, now that the, now that the highway is, o- or now that the exit is open, 
you know, we've definitely seen tons of more traffic coming down. Yeah. And, uh, you know, another problem that we had about bringing in businesses was there was nobody manning the Chamber of Commerce. Like, there was nobody manning the a Chamber strong, of Commerce. A strong a Chamber of Commerce. There was A uh, Chamber is supposed to be a reflection yeah. of the business, right. uh, you know, the, the health of the business in the city. And if you have a poor Chamber, that means you have a poor business. And, yeah. You know, it was it was not directly reflected because there was nobody in there. Well, let me tell you this. A, a strong chamber of commerce like Terry Hartwick ran an amazing chamber in North Little Rock. Now, there's somebody else has taken over now and it could still be great. I don't know. But I haven't been there since Terry was in charge. And Terry and I, in fact, he used to be the mayor of uh Jacksonville, or not Jacksonville, North Little Rock way back in the day. Politically, Terry and I were probably pretty diametrically opposed but he ran a fantastic chamber, and it helped North Little Rock a lot. So, yeah, a, a I mean, strong chamber is very some, important. You get yeah. some good people in there that that speak that speak what's actually going on, and not right. how they not speak with their feelings or or you know right. point out all the negatives. Like you, right. you have to accentuate the positives right. and eliminate the negatives. I mean, right. it's, it's pretty cut and dry, but that just isn't happening. Well, uh, you know, I, I hope that, you know, two things happen simultaneously. One, you know, look forward to getting your business back open. Absolutely. And two, I hope, you know, because it's no fun. Like cities are, because they're made up of people, are just like groups of friends or families or whatever. There's times of uh, turmoil and then there's times of peace and times of growth. So hopefully, cause, you know, I, I lived in Jacksonville. I lived on the Royal Air Force Base when I was a kid. Uh, and then I lived in Jacksonville from 95 to 2002. And, you know, I I like it just fine. You know, man, there's so, I mean, yeah. again, there's so much good stuff coming here. Like, yeah. uh, you know, they're they're building like one of the biggest come and goes around, you yeah. know, uh, a full like market coming yeah, go like right there. The market, a market and uh, go the huge, the huge high school that yeah. just I mean, right now you can see how massive it is. Right. It's not even built. You know, it's not going to be done till the end of next year. Right. But I mean, it's right there on the main strip. Everybody can see it from the highway. Uh, you know, we've got a brand new highway, brand new exit. Right. Uh, I mean, new businesses are finally looking at coming in and populating downtown. Right. Yeah, so I was uh, going to ask you, the, the Main Street, like, you know, like that little strip that you're in and everything, what do you see happening on Main Street right now? Do you see any good signs there, or is this kind of one of the things you're I, worried about? Or There has been a lot of properties being bought up. Yeah. A lot of properties being bought from businesses outside of Jacksonville, like, uh, you know, a uh, you know, investment bankers out of Searcy and uh, out of Little Rock and some out of state that are coming up buying up that product, like, are buying up that property. I think that what a lot of people don't realize is that all that area by that school is about to skyrocket in price. And right. I mean, it is it is primed for development. Yep. You know, they have that old shopping center where the Kroger used to be, which is where unique furniture is right yeah. now. I mean, it's an older building, but. I mean, if they just put a little bit into it, right? And they could turn it into this massive, just and you know, complex to bring all these people, all these new businesses in. And I mean, they're coming. You know, you can't just snap your finger and bring people in right. here. And you know, people are like, well, there's nobody offering businesses to come in here. Well, yeah, like I mean, one of the main things was that the chamber was going to do that, and the city had people to do that. Well, you know, they've been having to worry about all this, all the different lawsuits and. You know, things being said about the city, which have just been distractions to keep them from focusing on it. Okay. So uh, a couple of things about Jacksonville that may people may not know. One, isn't there the um, 
the Veterans Museum, the Military the, Yeah, history. the Military Museum. Yeah. yeah, which they just had a huge event this past weekend. Right. From what I understand, it went really well. I didn't yeah. get a chance to go to it, but I, I heard it was very well received. So you got that, and then you also have, uh, if I remember right, uh, within the last couple of years, they took all the base housing on Little Rock Air Force Base and opened it up so that anybody can move out. Is that still going on? I heard there were people allowed to rent out yeah. property. I'm not sure how much, and I'm not sure the qualifications in order to, do, in order to be there. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, one of my one of my friends' family actually moved onto the Air Force Base. Man, when I when I was a kid, I loved living on the base. I, I loved it. Yeah, the bowling alley. Um, yeah, the bowling alley. Yeah, the bowling alley. The, the the bowling alley. We had two lakes. Oh, I don't know. I loved it. I so, mean, Jacksonville yeah. also has Splash Zone. Right. You know, um, they have the shooting range, which people love to condemn the shooting range because of how far it is. But, I mean, it's, there's guns being shot off. Right. Like, you don't want to have that right in the middle of downtown. Right. Yeah. Uh, they don't. They're like, why is this thing way out here? Well, well because guns are shooting bullets. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, yeah. we're gonna open up a raceway yeah. right, in, right in the five point section right. of. Yeah, I hear yeah. you. Okay, all right. So here's here's what we're gonna do. I've got to get us to a break, Brian. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having uh, me. I appreciate and, it. Yeah, look forward to for when you get your business back open. Uh, well, you, you know. definitely have a VIP pass whenever you get ready to come. Oh, out. thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, small business is the backbone of of our economy and employee, employment and all that. So tax the most, no breaks. Yeah, like, no breaks, man. Tons of tax breaks for big for big yeah. business, but if you're a small business, you got to fend for your own. Right. It's uh, expensive it's to the, have. It's the, middle class of businesses it's expensive to have that american dream for sure it is uh but at least at least we still have the liberty to chase it so that's uh all right man well brian thanks for coming in thank you for having me yeah you're welcome folks timothy Lim is in the studio and mark pellig his his cohort in crime mark pellegrini will be joining us soon oh is he well mark come on in if you're around i don't know if you're if you're hearing (laughs) i'll let him in during the break okay yeah Yeah, he's he's just wandering around yeah (laughs) yeah uh Oh, there he is. Come on in, Mark. Uh, and then when we uh, when we come back, we're, we're going to move into our fun Friday, uh, finish out the week uh, on a fun note, and we will in the five o'clock hour reveal what the heck is going on with this phone call that we keep playing. So anyway, we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show, one hundred one point one FM, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, setting in for but never replacing Mister Ellswick. Uh, it's finally time for Fun Friday, as you know that. Dave on Fridays likes to do Fun Friday. We'll occasionally have a geek panel. And uh, so for the rest of the day, we're just going to have fun. Uh, And we've got a couple of comics industry professionals Mm -hmm. in the studio. Uh, That doesn't mean that we're just going to talk about comic books, but but we probably will a little bit at the very least. So welcome. Uh, I I know... uh, Comics artist Timothy Lim is no stranger to the Dave Ellswick Show, so welcome back for another Fun Friday slash Geek Panel. I'm glad to be here. Yay! And you got Thump hanging out with a Porg. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's what's on the on the video right now, but uh, it looks. I don't know if Zach's playing. Yeah, it's, you can kind of see Thump. Yeah, Zach's Zach's moving Thump over with the Porg right there. I brought in a ton of toys. I've got uh, I've got my Cylon that I love dearly. That's the classic. Battlestar Galactica Cylon right there. Uh, got the Vision. Got a Porg. Uh, I've got Peter Venkman over there, Ghostbuster. That's got, for Mark. Got, yeah. Yeah, I got a classic uh, classic see. colored Batman, but for some reason it doesn't have the yellow oval. I don't I don't quite get that. So anyway, uh, yeah, it's just for fun. So, uh, and also, I think, first time on the show, yeah, Mark? Okay, is. this is uh, 
Mark Pellegrini. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay, great. And this is actually, uh, you hear a lot on the Dave Ellswick Show about the work that Tim does in comics. This is, uh, Mark is Tim's cohort and does a lot of writing on on the comics that you do. So, uh, guys, what it, what what uh, what has been your most successful uh, thing to date that you've done together? So far, I think the most successful thing that we've worked on is Thump. Absolutely. Um, yeah. It's gone into its ninth printing. Wow. And uh, we've hit um, Amazon bestseller list number one twice, I think, within the last four months. And so that's definitely it. But then again, we haven't been publishing for too long as far as just us doing our own thing. So obviously that was us making a statement right out of the door. um, We've been working on other projects for the last seven years. It's just that when it came to a major publication, that's the first one. So we're really happy about it. Okay. Mark, you're, you're a writer. Right, yeah. you do writing, okay, and then Tim, of course, is a is a is an artist, not just a comics artist. He's an uh, artist and an editor. Artist <laughs> and an editor. All right, so uh, like I said, we'll talk about a, a lot of different stuff today. That, that's just kind of fun and geeky. I want to play one more time because have you had a chance to listen to this fun? I heard on the drive over. Did yeah, you? I was like, what's funny what, about that? Yeah, what's weird it. about this? Yeah, okay, so I'm going to play the teaser one more time, and then in the five o'clock hour, uh, we'll. Uh, we will we'll give the big reveal on this. So one more time, Zach, play this teaser. What's happening out here? Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. All right. So... I have no idea. Tim said, and just just worry about the audio. (laughs) Don't worry about people laughing. It's just the audio. That's the only thing that that you got to key in on. And I guarantee you there's something extremely unusual about that conversation. Guaranteed. Something about the time of the appointment. Some, yeah, it. it's it's interesting, isn't it? Don't worry, we will do the full reveal in the five o'clock hour. <laughs> it better so, be good. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so, or I'm going to be in trouble. So, folks, you can call if you do. You have a guess on what that or a guess on what that is, or uh, you know, or or anything else. You can call in at five zero one eight two three zero nine six five, and you can also, if you go to the Dave Ellswick Show page, there's a live stream. Uh, it's every hour a new post goes up with the new. I saw you just shared that out to him. The next hour it'll be a different uh, a post that you might want to share out if you're if you're uh, working that social media like it looks like that you are. Uh, and then you can leave a comment there. And we're trying to monitor those comments too. So, uh, all right, guys. So, got three or four minutes uh, for the break before the break. Uh, is what every time that uh, Tim and I and like Mitch Breitweiser and everybody has been on lately, we keep talking about jawbreakers and your boy Zach and <laughs> diversity in comics. What's the latest update on that? Well, for people who aren't aware of what's transpired, um, obviously the publisher was dropped, and so jawbreakers um, currently is going through 
publication finding, and I'm not privy to those discussions right. in terms of who they've gone with and what they're doing. But I know that I think the news is good. Um, yeah. They seem pretty optimistic as far as the team is concerned with how they're moving forward. I know that they've already set up the Splato Comics. Yeah, Splato Comics. LLC. The, Splato is the cat. The cat, the cat mascot. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if I was there the night, I just happened to be watching the. In fact, it was the same. The same night. Or the same Friday that you were like, man, Antarctic Press is getting a, a really bullied, mm-hmm. and that night they That's was when they announced. They said we're we we're, we can't do this, and then uh, you know, and, and and even diversity in comics, the YouTube channel, your boy Zach uh, Richard Meyer, right, was like, just don't go after Antarctic. It's it's a, there's a much bigger thing going on here than than Antarctic. So uh, yeah, so just uh, in a nutshell, uh, you know, uh, uh, some guys they're up to. Over three hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars now. Yeah. They've crowdsourced for this comic book that is not political at all. No, uh, it's no. just uh, it's just it's purposefully just a fun comic book story, and it's just like the the Roseanne thing we talked about earlier in the show or whatever. Uh, there is this a lot of virtue signaling, mock outrage uh, from, and and they're they're out to kill it. They're out they're they're they're, you know, going after publishers. They're going after comic book shops that say they'll carry it and all of this. And in the meantime, more people just keep supporting it. Well, so after diversity in comics uh, earned three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, that's like, a big it's a big that's, that's, a, yeah. that's a big chunk of change. That's yeah. three hundred thousand dollars. is not going to Marvel or D.C. or any right. of those people. And the critics were saying, you know, that's just a fluke. You know, he just got a whole bunch of drones. Well, and then that. comes Ethan. That was, that was yeah. Insane. Let's talk about that after the break. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cause but, he's yeah, we have a, it right Yeah, now. he's totally killing it with the what is it? Cyborg frog. Uh, cyber frog. So, blood honey. Yeah. Yeah. So it, this is not, uh, you know, it, and again, I, I, we talked at Little Rock Comic Con a couple of weeks ago. Where I got my signed copy of my hero Magademia, by the way, and my print. My friend uh, Justin loved his uh, commission you did for him of Goku. Wonderful! Tim, so thank you for doing that. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah, he was really psyched to get that. So to show how big this uh, Jawbreakers thing is, he doesn't even read comic books, and he's all in on Jawbreakers because he's been keeping up with it. So he's like, "Have you heard the latest?" And he's all in because he's so upset <laughs> mm-hmm. about what's going on. So, but yeah, three hundred over three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'm about to have to get us to a break. We'll yeah. talk about it more when we get back. But and now we have another example coming to show yeah. this is not a fluke. Well, and hopefully uh, Mitch Brightwise and I'll have a third one coming. Out. Woohoo! So yeah. Out there, yeah. All right. Uh, all right. I got five seconds. We'll be back more here in a moment with the Dave Ellswick show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. We are already, can you believe it? It's 5 o'clock on Friday. Yes. Uh, Hope you're heading home. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your, hopefully, drive home from work or wherever you're at. Uh, Just, you know, thanks thanks for tuning in. Obviously, I'm not Dave Ellswick. I'm Shane Stacks, but I always appreciate it when Dave lets me set in the chair as it were i always threaten to do a four-hour polka marathon one of these days i'm going to do it as long as it's weird al involved. yeah weird al polka yeah take all that. right yeah so uh those those uh jovial voices you hear uh my own personal statler and waldorf uh who are going to heckle me probably for the next hour uh this that's friend of the show who's been on dave ellswick show many times uh comics artist uh timothy Lim, hello who was also uh you know, behind uh, one of the forces behind 
thump and the thump plush uh, bunny doll and all that stuff. And his cohort in crime is is in here for the first time. Mark Pellegrini, who who's the who's a writer and has worked with uh, Tim on many projects, including. The Thump book. Thump, uh, Magademia, and some yeah. upcoming projects. Yeah. You know you know what I just started watching today because uh, my uh, a buddy of mine lent it to me. In fact, it was the same guy that is like all in on Jawbreakers. Anyway, uh, so we were talking before the break about uh, the Jawbreakers thing, which has come up a lot. Super, super, super quick elevator pitch. Uh, comic books creators... Uh, Raise have raised well over three hundred thousand dollars to uh, publish a comic book uh, or to create a comic book uh, that is just a good fun adventure story. It's 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 it it's purposefully not political, n- nothing like that. Uh, and and as a response to the fact that so many comic books out there today are are being hijacked for ideological and uh, you know social conditioning and and all this other stuff. Uh, and and comic book creators uh, that are well-known and just people in the quote-unquote community uh, have, have have done everything they can to kill it. Um, you know, threatening uh, and bullying the person, the, the company that was originally going to publish it. Uh, comic book stores that, you know, say, say, hey, if you if you sell this book, we're, you know, we're not going to buy from you and this kind of thing. It's been a coordinated effort um, to the point where like one of the major comic book industries that in, uh, professionals involved like immediately nuked their social media uh, because you know they crossed the line. So uh, raise over three hundred thousand dollars. Everyone's like, oh, that's just a fluke. It's still raising money. Yeah. And now, uh, Mark, I kind of cut you off before the break. What's you said? Another uh, Ethan Van Scriber. Yep. Okay, Ethan tell Van us Skyver. about this. Yeah, so he uh, he had a, co- a comic book character back in the nineties called Cyberfrog, and didn't really make much uh, of a splash back then. I think I had a crossover with Creed. Um, but he's reviving him right now um, with an Indiegogo campaign for um, a graphic novel called Cyber Frog Blood Honey. And within like the first 24 hours, it hit $30,000. I think last time I checked, it's like sixty or $90,000. It's doing incredibly well. I don't know if you want to f- fact check the number on it. I can but, go look real quick on yeah. Indiegogo. And what's interesting is I think both uh, uh, Jawbreaker's and uh, Cyberfrog? Cyberfrog are using Indiegogo, not Kickstarter, that, right? Is, a there, a, is there a reasoning yeah. there that I don't so know kick, about? What's, what's uh, going on there? Yeah. Kickstarter uh, just hired on a um, an employee. Oh, whose that's entire right. Job yeah, tell us about to, this. Yeah, and I, I don't think I know enough about this person specifically to make any you know hard claims, but uh, their job specifically is to monitor comic book kickstarts and to make sure that they um, are within Kickstarter guidelines and culture um what, what and what does that mean? and what does that mean it means yeah. whatever they want it to mean so you can uh, you can look at that um positively negatively however you want but it's um putting a lot of conservative uh comic cr- creators to indiegogo where um, they have a bit more freedom right okay so and that is a consequence of if you fiddle with your you know, uh, if you, in other words, virtue signal mm. on top of your business plan and model, you will you will drive people away. And there's other people out there with opening arm, open arms waiting to uh, to take that business because it's not that hard for me to go to Indiegogo versus Kickstarter. Uh, I've it's actually, a URL. I've never backed a Kickstarter in my life, but I have yeah. backed about three or four Indiegogos. Um, 
and uh, there's really no difference in the way it works. Yeah, it's one, just, one or the other. Right. Yeah. It's it's you know not not a not a big deal at all. So uh, so it's not a fluke. Now, and and I'm going to be honest. I like to be honest here. The both of these comic books are going to be very good. They've got mm-hmm. good creators behind them. They've got good talent. Da da da. But a lot of this money being raised is given the finger money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. It's being it amplified. Is. I'm not saying that that the art and the and the product that's being supported isn't good in its own right. But people are also trying to send a signal to oh. the major publishers that you know we we're tired of it. Mark well, is actually a good example of that. Yeah, um, he'll tell you the story of how he backed it. Um, Mark. <laughs> oh, and okay. now to you, Mark. <laughs> well, basically, um, I guess there, there's two uh, for the pe- the three hundred thousand dollars worth of people who have a uh, um, crowdfunded Jawbreakers. You're either, I guess, in one of two camps. You're either buying the book, and the um, the screw you money is a bonus, or you're paying for the uh, screw you money, and the book is the bonus. Right. Um, but you win either way. Right. And. Um, I actually wasn't going to uh, to back it at first. I talked to Richard. Richard's a great guy. I just you know I just wasn't that interested. Your in boy it. Zach, my boy yeah. Zach at the Sunny D Factory. Yeah, <laughs> um, I wasn't going to back it. But then you know what? I saw a tweet from uh, someone at Marvel, and it yeah. ticked me off. And then the whole Mark Wade thing happened, and yeah. the whole you know uh, Antarctic Press thing happened. And I was like, you know what? Um, the book looks like it might be good, but I really want to send a message. Right. So, and there's people yeah. supporting it that way. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, and, it, and, it, and, and if if especially Marvel, but also DC to an extent, mm-hmm. if they're not paying attention, they're stupid. You yeah. know, I mean, the the, the, well, the 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 customer base is trying to tell them something in a very powerful way. I don't think they care, yeah. frankly. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I don't know as many insiders or industry people than others do but some of the ones that i do know of they're so ideologically driven that right. a lot of them frankly have no concept of money in fact one of the criticisms i've been seeing is well those aren't real numbers because those are people who are just trying to send a message to industry and i'm thinking to myself do you wait is this not computing with you yeah these are people voting with their wallet right and in the most effective way they can to a business correct and right. they're basically trying to show that if the entire purpose of a book like Jawbreakers was to tell the industry that your consumers have the money and they're not spending it on these other projects, that they're going to spend it on things that they feel passionate about. That is the message. The fact that they did buy a book that they're maybe not interested in, but they want to tell you, hey, you need to change because if not, I'm going to give my money to this guy. Right. Yeah, it's the same attitude they have towards hashtag move the needle, which is apolitical. I mean, totally apolitical. The, the, yeah. You know, the left could hijack that anytime they wanted. The only thing that's keeping them from doing it is a photo of their sales receipts. Right. You know, and that that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, and just for people to know, there's a uh, there's a there's a hashtag on Twitter. Uh, it's just move the needle, and you just talk about comic books that you think that are worth reading because the content is good. The art is good, not because it virtue signals the correct way, uh, because there's a lot of comic book creators that get love that aren't that good. But they, you know, their their social circle or their peer circle yeah. or whatever, you know, they, they say the right things uh, and move the needle is just here's a comic book that you should read because it's good on its own merits. It can be anything. Yeah. And I've seen it accused from everything from, oh. you know, I mean, every and it's like, go show me a move the needle hashtag tweet that has any of the content that you accuse it of. You know, there's, you there's, no, it, yeah. there's no basis in reality. All right, I got to get us to another break. We'll come back with more with your boys, Tim and Mark, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. 
Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack, setting in for, but never replacing, Mr. Ellswick. I'm joined by, uh, I, I, I think on Facebook I said, comic book creators and geek panel studs. Timothy Lim and Mark Pellegrini, were, were as usual, are giving an update on, unfortunately, uh, how the culture war has invaded um, something we care about, which is comic books. It, you know, it's so... I don't know if ironic's the right word. I used to be heavy, heavy, heavy involved in politics. And one of the reasons I got off into all my geek stuff was to take a break from all that. I wanted to stay involved to a certain point, but when you get too deep in it for too long, it colors everything that, you know, it's like everything's a fight or whatever. And so I wanted to decompress a little bit. I can't get away from it. There's no escaping. There's no escaping it. It's you know, it, it, it's just every, it's everywhere. It, you know, one thing that uh, that in in it's also invading uh, tabletop gaming, tabletop role playing, uh, comic books, all this stuff. And here's what happens: they declare it to be a community, which is, is you know, well, in our community, we don't do X, Y, or Z. It's a gated community. Yeah, and I'm like, just because I like to play a game or I like to read a comic book does not opt me in to a community that has rules that I may or may not agree with. So take your community and shove it up your butt. I mean, seriously. Well, the, I mean, I'm not part of your community so because the, I read a comic the book. The comics community, like when I was a kid, yeah. was me and my friends at school. Right. That was the community, you know, the five or six of us who read comic books in school right. and talked about it. You know, and not... Now with online, you know, the community is, you know, global and tens of thousands of people. And now everybody thinks, you know, you got to think and act the same way. But even even when I was eight years old, we didn't all agree. Right. Five yeah. Of us, you know? They just declared it's a community. Like, you know, yeah. and, and it's like, I, I don't know what you mean. You know, what? You know, you know what, Mark? Yeah. You like to watch TV. I do. And I like to watch TV. So we are part of a community. Oh, and, TV watchers. And yeah. TV watchers. And as such... There are written and unwritten rules on how well, we know, treat each other. Don't you agree, Tim? You watch TV, don't you? I agree. So, I mean, we're part of a community. Yeah, here. I guess so. Yeah, so you're not allowed to do that one thing well, because what? you watch TV. Even in communities, you don't have to all agree. I don't have to agree with my neighbor on how to mow the lawn or how to trim the trees, you know? I mean, how come being part of a community in comics anyway or video games or tabletop gaming means you have to have the exact same set of politics, the exact same set of opinions on absolutely everything? That's not a community. That's a cult. Oh, Really? I think you're right, sir. Mm. It has the earmarks. Oh, no, we're agreeing with each other. We're in a yeah. cult now. Yeah, we're in a cult. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, comics is the medium, not a genre. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, and, 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 you know, I, I don't know. The, the, the exact same thing is happening in, Tabletop role playing games. Yeah, you saw what happened with Gen Con. Yeah. Oh, so they had man. they had the news that yeah. at Gen Con, one of their featured guests is our Anita Sarkeesian. I mean, yeah. how in the world did anyone think that that would be a good idea for yeah. the world of tabletop gaming? Only people who live in a certain type of echo chamber who have the same politics that agree with Anita Sar- Sarkeesian would think that that would be a good choice to have. Obviously, I think a lot of people were not happy with that. But here's the funny thing. Rather than address the consumer backlash it's this whole well they're just bigots that right. type of mentality and i find that so 
anathema to what communities should be, I guess, in just the, the normal vernacular. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they say that it's a community, they're referring specifically to like a gated community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'd be like if uh, my neighbor's dog kept uh, pooping on my lawn, and I'd be like, hey, buddy, could you stop having your dog poop on my lawn? He's like, oh, you just don't like it because you're a racist. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, yeah you're, there's obviously something wrong with your uh, moral compass if you don't want your dog pooping on my lawn. <laughs> so, uh, it, it, like, there's a, there's a gaming convention in uh, Texas called North Texas RPG Con, and they had their little scandal – because a bunch of whoever the uh, you know the uh, moral police or whoever came to them and and North Texas RPG gone had done nothing and none of their guests had done anything no nothing had ever happened and they came and said we noticed that your convention doesn't have the whatever all of these conventions now have a policy of non-harassment or cosplay does not consent right or the non-harassment and all this stuff and they were like, we noticed you don't have one. We're like, yeah, we don't We don't have one. You know, it's just come play games. We're fine. And, I mean, they tried to do the, you know, uh, you're evil and a bunch of Nazis because you don't, not because anybody had ever done anything, but because there wasn't some policy in place celebrating all of these lifestyles or this or that or whatever that they want to champion. And what's funny is North Texas RPG Con is made up of a bunch of what you call grognards. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. No. In gaming, grognard's a French term for old soldier. So in gaming, if you like, I'd be a grognard now because I got a little bit gray in my beard. So, and the, the grognard said, "Take a hike," and totally blew them off. And you Good. know, what, you know yeah. what happened to that scandal? Nothing, because they said yeah. whatever, go away. Worst thing you can do is yeah. apologize to them. Yeah, and they, they said no. We're not, <laughs> yeah, we're not doing it. And thank you for your input, but no, we're not going to adopt this non-harassment policy or whatever. And da da da. We're a bunch of adults, and we'll deal with stuff as it happens or whatever, you know. And because they tried to mess with people who've been around the block a few times, nothing happened. <laughs> and it makes sense because yeah. if you think about it, let's say you enter. Um, a convention, uh, not necessarily a comic book convention, but let's say just at the expo center or something like that. And let's say you saw a sign that said serial killers not welcome. Right. It's this idea of, <laughs> yeah. wait a minute, do you have to put up a sign? Because, is that so frequent here that that's necessary? Well, here's the thing. A, a, a harassment policy or non-harassment policy or whatever you call it has never stopped anything from happening. Correct. All it does is signal, signal. your virtue to the world. And, and and so the grognards told them to go take a hike, and I love it. Yeah, and that's know? how they should do it yeah. because um, you capitulate to that type of pressure, and they know it that's works. That's the thing. Yeah, that's the they thing. They own you after yeah. that, and so, let go. And that's the most important thing about Antarctic Press buckling in because it just emboldens those forces. we got to get to a break, and we will come back with more on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. I'm Shane Stack sitting in for Dave. He'll be back with you Monday, we're kind of doing our uh, periodic uh, Geek Panel Fun Friday thing. We've got uh, Timothy Lim, comics uh, artist, uh, Timothy Lim, and and his partner in crime, uh, comics writer, uh, Mark Pellegrini. And they also work together on the uh, the Thump book, which is now in its ninth printing. Still get that bad boy on Amazon. I've got my copy. So courtesy Mr. Lim sitting right there. So that was very nice of you. And it is a cool book. You know, I've got a four-year-old, 
and he liked looking at you know what i mean it's just, it's just a fun book oh wonderful yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know it's, it's just a fun book um so um we've been talking uh before you know the break last 30 minutes or so about you know the craziness going on in comic books uh we'll probably swing back around to that again uh before the end of the show uh i wanted to highlight uh to to give some support out to some creators one you need to go to indiegogo and check out jawbreakers and that's already over like three hundred thousand dollars and it's um richard meyer Brett Smith, the colorist, and who else is in there? John Malin. John Malin are, are, are working on that. Check that out. Then check out, uh, I always want to say Scriver. It's Skyver? Skyver. Yeah, yeah, I always want to say Scriver. Ethan Van Scriver. Skyver. <laughs> Skyver. Skyver, who was, as I understand, Ethan, and I'm, if I'm getting into this wrong, you know, correct me, had a, has had, you know, a, a career in mainstream comics mm-hmm. for a while. Green but Lantern. They, yeah, Green Lantern, but, you know, the, the uh, whoever they are, the social justice warriors, I don't yeah. know who they, you know, they put some heat on him in D.C. He was like, you're too hot or, you know, you're too much problem now because of yeah. all of this, whatever. If, am I, is that right that they they're, basically, they didn't quite fire him? No, they're, they're kind of distancing or? themselves from yeah. him. They kind of put him in a timeout, you know, right. not, not a termination, but just kind of like. Not because of anything he did yeah. in the, you know, he's always been very outspoken i guess yeah. outside it but suddenly it's suddenly, an issue you know is because yeah. there are some very there are some big people who are basically stalkers you right know, that just every single little thing he said and did you know they wanted to report it to dc and they wanted to report it to you know the most comic book media websites the big ones are run by leftists run right. liberal slanted and so they just report it back to those people and the people who run those sites have a very anti-ethan campaign right so every single day it was almost like trump derangement syndrome it was ethan derangement trump syndrome derangement and they, they were just every single day it was like ethan did this ethan did that you know all right so i want to let's so ethan has a project out there called cyber frog cyber frog and uh it's doing well oh, on yeah. uh on indiegogo so check that out and then also chuck dixon mm. uh who is unapolog- unapologetically conservative in comics um, is uh, he's got a project with cautionary comics. Yes. Is that also on Indiegogo? Or it is on Indiegogo. Okay. And what well. is, why don't y'all real quick, tell us about that one. Yeah. What's, yeah. So Chuck Dixon for listeners out there who might not be familiar with him, he's a creator of Bane. So if you remember from the recent Batman movie, the character played by Tom Hardy, uh, that Bane plus obviously the Bane from the comics. And he is teaming up with, um, ben Henderson, who is the owner of Cautionary Comics, it's a new comics company that's up and coming, and their book is called Ravage Kill All Men, and it seems like a really fun uh, uh, throwback to 1950s pulp comics about two army veterans who land in, an, in a jungle full of Amazons, and they have to escape before these women can kill them, but it looks like a, a really fun book, but that's also an Indiegogo right now. Of the three projects, it's the one that's probably going to be needing the most help simply because Chuck is not very... Um, prolific on social media, and so I think it needs to have all hands on deck to help it uh, make it to its Indiegogo campaign goal. Okay, so uh, again, that's Jawbreakers, Cyberfrog, and then Ravage, Ravage, Kill All Men, Kill All Men, where uh, they the women hunt you, mate with you, and then kill you, yeah. mm-hmm. right on on it. So it's it's like Paradise Island gone horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. So okay. So let's check those out. Now, guys, I've got something. Uh, you guys have probably already seen this, but 
as creators, I, I, I have to get your feedback on this. Okay. Uh, and folks, after the break that's coming up, we're going to reveal the big store or the big reveal on that phone call we've been listening to all day. What's funny about this phone call? Okay. Uh, so did, <laughs> is it is it Rob Liefeld or Liefeld? Liefeld. Liefeld. Did you see his new character? The pouch. Just, the pouch? Yes. <laughs> it's pretty great. So for those of you that don't know, there's there's a couple of things that Rob... Liefeld, Liefeld, Liefeld is is known for. One is like no backgrounds, like just <laughs> white in the background, and all you see is the characters. Two is, I guess, his feet. No feet. No feet. Are, he never draws feet, and to the point where I guess the new Deadpool movie kind of poked fun mm-hmm. at that. But all of his characters in the nineties also had pouches all over them, mm-hmm. like these military belt pouches and, and stuff like them. that, <laughs> and they never used them. So he's got this character. Uh, called the pouch that is literally nothing but a bunch of pouches and his large oversized 90s rifle is, made is also pouches. made of pouches so and and it's i guess he drew it as a joke or, or messing around and social media really really liked it a lot so they've introduced it in uh blood strike brutalist number 23 from um from image so i I don't know. It's just fun to see just something fun like this say right now. Say what you want about Liefeld. Yeah. You know, he's probably heard every sort of criticism yeah. known to man, but he has a he has a good sense of humor about himself. He really does. You know, I follow him on Twitter. Uh, you know, of course, he's been going nuts right now with Deadpool two. I mean, oh, just yeah. just I mean, just riding that like a buck and bronco, and uh, yeah, just I mean, just riding that wave. But yeah, and he even he'll make fun of his feet thing, and and then he, the other day he went off on this uh, tear where he was tweeting out pictures of all these other artists that don't draw feet and all that. I don't know. It was pretty funny, but this pouch thing, go look it up. People go look it up online. Uh, just search for Rob and it's L E I F E L D. Uh, and, and the pouch and it's, it's just funny. You know, it's, 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 I just want to talk about that today because there's so much other crazy stuff going on, but yeah, the, the article that I'm looking at from comicspeed.com is even Rob, uh, Liefeld's, uh, self-parody character, the pouch, you know, yeah. and it, it, I don't know. I'm probably just for the fun of it, going to well, pick it up. Deadpool two made fun of the pouches too. Oh, did and it I, really? Yeah, I don't want to ruin the jokes for anybody that hasn't seen it. Yeah. And if people don't know, like Rob, uh, created, uh, Deadpool 2, which is, of course, well, I think he co-created, or did he full-on create Deadpool uh, No, 2? he wasn't a writer, so he, he yeah. drew Deadpool. I can't remember who the writer was. I don't know. Yeah. Either. yeah. Anyway, which was a... Fabian uh, Nicieza. That's it. Yeah, which was which was either a spoof or a ripoff, whatever you want to call it, yeah. of Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you know he, he did a lot of like X Force crazy. He yeah. had Shatterstar and all these <laughs> Domino and just all these yeah. crazy characters. That I think did he not create um, Cable? Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, he created a lot of characters. You know, people don't know like in the nineties, uh, like Jim Lee. Rob, and I'm going to say it wrong again. Liefeld, thank you. Uh, and, and some of these other, uh, Todd McFarlane, Eric Larson, mm-hmm. they got so big that when they left and created Image Comics, Marvel Comics brought them back and said, you can recreate our entire line of comics. I mean, it, it was crazy. 
but most of them have kind of, you know, their star has faded. I, I'd say Jim Lee is doing quite well. Well, most of them have moved yeah. on to other parts of business. Todd right. McFarlane runs his toy empire. Uh, right. Jim Lee is, what is Jim Lee's position? He's the DC? head of DC. Head of, yeah, he's the head of DC. Yeah. And most of them are just businessmen now. You know? Right. Rob Liefeld rakes in those Deadpool paychecks. You know? Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, the 90s was a was a weird time for comics in a different kind of way that it's a weird time now. OK, so folks are going to do a giveaway. Uh, I guess we have a winner for the Dave Ellswick Book Club. One moment. And then we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to find out the big secret on the phone call. Bum, 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 <laughs> bum. All right. So there's the Dave Ellswick Book Club and uh the the current prize is a lot like me, a father and son's journey to reconciliation, and it's by Larry Elder, and this is actually signed by Larry Elder as well. So here we go. Can I? Uh, you just did the dramatic bump, bump, bump. Can I get a drum roll? There we go. All right. So hold on, I'm gonna. So you know this is super official because it's on paper. All right, there I just popped it. There we go. Uh, Lloyd Walker. Congratulations, Mr. Lloyd.Walker at something.com. I'm not going to throw out your full email address there. Uh, but you are the winner of the A Lot Like Me from the Dave Ellswick hey, Book Club. Go ahead. I want to remind people yep. that Larry's show is coming up next. And Larry's show is coming up next. Is there anything else that we want to tell this contest winner, Russ, to make sure no. I'm covering the legal Just angles? come by and pick the book up Come here. by. At the uh, radio station, the uh, seventh floor of the Plaza West Tower, uh, four fifteen North McKinley Street, Suite Seven Hundred. That'll work. And you've got it. And, and remember, this is signed by Larry Elder. Larry Elder is coming up next, and it's a lot like me, uh, a father and son's journey to reconciliation um, by Larry Elder. And don't forget about the Dave Ellswick Book Club. Okay, uh, Zach, play the teaser again, one more, and then after the break. We're going to put these poor people out of their misery and, and tell them what the deal is. So play the teaser again on the phone call, and then we'll hit a break. So happening out here. Hi, I'm calling to book a woman's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. Sure, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m., we do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, welcome back to the Dave Ellswick Show. Final segment, June 1st, Friday, going into the weekend. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Wish it was another three-day weekend like we just had, but I'll take any weekend that I can get. So remember, Dave will be back with you uh, on Monday. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Dave. I'm always flattered and honored when he asks me, say that. Oh, he's not coming back till Wednesday. Okay, Russ has given me. I've been saying Monday all all day. So anyway, Russ has given me the. Ah, uh, <laughs> he'll be back Wednesday. I you know so. Uh, but make sure to tune in Monday and Tuesday for the goodness that is lined up for you. So I apologize for uh, 
for people who've been waiting for Dave to come back Monday, because that's what I've been saying. Hey, Carl Kimball's going to be in on Monday hosting the show. And then on Tuesday, State Insurance Commissioner Alan Kerr will Alan be Kerr, fantastic. Host. So that's who will be with you on Monday and Tuesday, and then Dave himself. And again, he's the cover story is he's at some family thing, but really he's Captain Spandex out running around punching people in the jaw that deserve it, bad people. So I've got a couple of uh, listener comments here, and then I'm going to put you all out of your suspense with this phone call we've been playing all day. All right, so uh, Lyane Guthrie on the uh, web stream on Facebook uh, and she's talking about, we were talking about these these gaming cults or, you know, that it's invading gaming as well. Uh, she said, our oldest is one of the, oh, is one of those gaming cults. Mm-hmm. And listen to this, okay? Uh, tell me if this doesn't sound familiar, okay? She said, they are all very protective of each other. And if you don't agree with them, you are hateful and bigoted. Gee, does that sound familiar? <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. So that's a pretty big sign. If, if you can't have a reasonable discussion on any level, uh, then wow. then something's For up. For tabletop yeah. gaming, that's got to be rough because you actually have to have people yep. sitting in front of you. And if they kick you out, then all, you don't have anyone well, to play with. Well, that's the thing. You know? <laughs> so like, it's, it's invading all levels of, you know, because the people that have been uh, really, I don't know, brainwashes indoctrinated yeah. whatever have come and now they're getting by and you know so anyway uh one generation can make a huge difference so That's all it takes yep and then otto schmidt uh who's a longtime uh friend of dave's show uh said uh you know that a lot of the same voice actors for dragon ball super do the voices for my hero academia all oh, might yeah, animation right? yeah, yeah all might is also vegeta's voice actor uh, chris sabat yeah. yeah what's interesting i've i've had um a guy named Chuck Huber on my Shane Play show a few times, mm. and we were talking about Star Trek Continues, which is a fan uh, or a, like a fan film of Star Trek, which mm. is quite good. Come to find out, I've talked to him two or three times, had him on the show today. He's like a voice actor. He does like uh, some of the voices on Dragon Ball, on Dragon Ball, well, like Android Seventeen. Oh yeah, uh, and Funimation all that. Yeah. is um, they're yeah. they're staffed in Texas. Yeah, um, I think Austin or somewhere around yeah. San Antonio. So I mean, they're they're nearby. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's like I didn't even know, you know. Uh, and it was like, what? Yeah, Chuck Huber. So, okay. All right. Here we go. The phone call. All right. Before I play this, Mark, what's your best guess on this phone call? Uh, the lady making the appointment has got to be bald. The lady making the appointment yeah, is bald. All, all right. That's fine. And, and, and that's, any, any guess is a good guess at this point. I'll agree with that. You'll agree with yeah. that? All right. Zach, people out there in Radio Land and on on uh, streaming and on Facebook. I'm finally going to put you out of your suspense. Zach, play the full thing. As I said earlier, our vision for our system is to help you get things done. It turns out a big part of getting things done is making a phone call. You may want to get an oil change schedule, maybe call a plumber in the middle of the week, or even schedule a haircut appointment. This is at a Google conference. We think AI can help with this problem. So let's go back to this example. Let's say you want to ask Google to make you a haircut appointment on Tuesday between 10 and noon. What happens is the Google Assistant makes the call seamlessly in the background for you. So what you're going to hear is the Google Assistant actually calling a real salon to schedule the appointment for you. Let's listen. Are you surprised? Hi, I'm calling to book a women's haircut for a client. Um, I'm looking for something on May 3rd. 
sure. Give me one second. Mm-hmm. Sure, what time are you looking for around? At 12 p.m. We do not have a 12 p.m. available. The closest we have to that is a 1.15. Do you have anything between 10 a.m. and uh, 12 p.m.? Depending on what service she would like, what service is she looking for? Just a woman's haircut for now. Okay, we have a 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. is fine. Okay, what's her first name? The first name is Lisa. Okay, perfect. So I will see Lisa at 10 o'clock on May 3rd. Okay, great. Thanks. Great. Have a great day. Bye. Hi, Jackie. So there you go. That, that was a, it was a robot. All that along. was an AI, an artificial intelligence. <laughs> that wasn't as it. funny as I thought it would be. Huh? That wasn't as funny <laughs> as I thought th- it would be. What did you thought it was going to be? I thought it would be like an America's Funniest Home Video. No, uh, yeah. no, what I meant by funny, I meant like weird. Something's off uh, with this phone. Well, hearing it, not hearing it now, I can yeah. hear it sounds like Alexa making the Exactly. Yeah. And so what this is, is uh, they just, it was uh, Google has a IO input output programming conference. It's kind of like when... When Apple has their uh, their big, I forget what they call it now, but they have a big conference and 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 so they demoed that um, and 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 it's not commercially available yet, but they're basically saying, you know, you have like the little Google Home kind of like the yeah. Alexa. They're basically saying we're going to get to a point where it'll do that for you, and the person isn't going to know if they're talking to a real person or or an AI. Kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah a, a little bit. creepy. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, and and I think that that was a legitimate phone call. Uh, I don't even, you know, I don't think Google would l- completely lie about that. No, Google would never lie. But that it. had to be a com- a very controlled. They they probably called that place a few times and know the questions. They, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That staged. was very controlled. I mean, I do think that the AI did what they said it does and all that, but they wouldn't just have it randomly call anybody and try to have a. Have a have a have a conversation. Yeah, so you think, but how many uh, how many times at E three have there been you know real play? Yeah, demos, and it was and all then someone like the controller yeah. pops out and it, yeah, it's always like, a cutscene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so much dog and ponying that yeah. goes on at these kind of things. Guys, we're almost out of time. So oh, wow. thanks so much. Yeah, it goes so quick. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Wait, what? How much more time do we have there, Zach? Ninety. I'm going to give it to you guys. Y'all have the next next ninety seconds. Well, there's not really much to talk about. We're glad to be here. Always a pleasure to be on the Dave Ellswick show and with Shane Stacks. Obviously, um, be sure to check out our books that we have. Thump the first hundred days for any MAGA fans out there. My Hero Magademia and our next book, Black Ops. Also, be sure to pay attention to Mark Pellegrini and Mitch Breitweiser yes. working on the Red, Red Rooster. Rooster. Red yeah. Rooster. That's coming out. It's going to be an Indiegogo campaign. Hopefully, later this month. The Spurs of Justice. <laughs> yes. There's so many great puns oh, that, you, yeah, that you can do out of the Red Rooster. Unfortunately, they all involve a word I can't say on the radio. <laughs> well, not all of them. <laughs> Talk about combs <laughs> and spurs. Nuggets? <laughs> you can say nuggets on the radio. Man. Uh, well, guys, thanks for thanks for coming on, as always. Uh, you know, I uh, love the work you're doing. I'm, I'm really looking. I'm legitimately, like, way looking forward to Red Rooster because oh, Mitch has been teasing this thing forever and oh I've been, yeah, yeah. I, i'm on a uh, page 27 of the first draft and uh, we're hoping to have that later this month all right well i got about 10 seconds to draw us down dave thanks again for the opportunity everyone have a great weekend and as dave would say god gave you your entire life give him an hour on sunday we'll catch you next time
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.